Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Park Scope Unprofessional Pro. pro, pro, pro oh, damn it. <laughs> Podcast Rest, hour. Restart. Yeah. And we're going to back up. Restart. Going back. This is staying in the show. Everyone, hello. Welcome to the Park Scope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Joining me tonight is Alan. Alan, how hello. are you doing? I'm alive. That's a doing good all right. thing. That is really good. We just put up your uh, latest episode with your cousin. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was, was entertaining good to talk with him. Got to talk yeah, no, about, it wasn't bad. Got to talk about auditing, gambling, and the water park industry. Yeah, it's always a good time. Always a good uh, time to bring up those items. Yeah, gr- great story about how uh, how um, your cousin was auditing a water park and trying to take photos, and these kids were trying to get him to marry their par- their mom. <laughs> <laughs> I personally like the one where the train derails, thus <laughs> saving him trying to figure out how to do bumps yeah. for an afternoon shift. <laughs> Uh, good so stories. were were they trying were they trying to get him to actually marry the mom or to marry the mom like a priest would marry two people? <clears throat> no, like like you should marry you should date our mom. <laughs> like, ah, that kind of mar- okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, my wife my wife refers to Tom as a as a bit of a cad, but uh. a, a very charming <laughs> cad. So it's not surprising that this sort of thing would happen to him. Yeah. Also joining us, as you can hear, is Jeff. This is your first time on the podcast. Jeff, how are you doing? It's my first official time on the podcast, as you oh, know. Yes. Yeah, because we did one, but it turned out real terrible, and then we just kind of threw it away. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so this, is, this is the first actual time that anyone will actually hear me on the podcast. So there's a milestone in Park Scope. Yes. Uh, you're also, by the way, you're breaking up a little bit, so just make sure you don't have any like thing in the background, and we'll kind of work with you on that. Sound good? Okay. Can you can you hear me? Okay. We Is can that hear. Good? We can hear you now. We can hear you now. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse my cough. Wow. Woof. Ah man. Okay. So I guess we'll talk a little bit of news because uh, we got a lot. We're going to talk about our trips mostly. Uh, this um, uh, podcast about we've had three really interesting trips, but let's talk some news. So Pandora opened at Disney World. That was a thing. Yay. Uh, I guess people are shitting in the hallways. A flight of passage. Did you hear, did you see that one? <laughs> what is this, China? <laughs> oh, oh, but yeah. I'm dumped. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So that happened, and it didn't seem like they ordered enough merchandise, which is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? When you're getting underpaid, sometimes is that going to happen? Parks, they learn not to do that. I don't know. Maybe I, I really don't know. Uh, Alan, what were you saying? I was going to say, you know, when you're underpaid to work at theme parks, which is virtually everybody in Orlando, I don't blame anybody to buy a $50 toy and resell it for 200 bucks. That's their deal. Yeah, I I'm mean, fine like, with it. I'm not, I really don't care. I'm not hating on the resellers as much as the resellers who have, like, real jobs, and then they just take, a like, a rack full of clothing. Like, I remember, like, when uh, Trader Sam's opened at Polynesian, one of the guys, like, took a, a rack full of the Polynesian shirts of you know the 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 tiki shirts for Trader Sam's and just bought them all and they were out for like three days so no one can buy one. So yeah, like that's see that's easy to deal with you just you just wait till they get back in stock and buy one. Yeah, like, but I not... mean there's some people who go to Disney World once every long time. I guess I mean I don't know. Just wait. You know, it's not like these are like limited edition and. <laughs> numbered shirts they're just t-shirts well and, Disney. And, and and on that side of things like the limited edition haunted mansion tiki mugs there were people 
going day after day during the hurricane trying to get those and keeping <laughs> employees there. And I can, I can name one of them uh, who I mentioned in the pre-show who was doing that day after day. Uh, but yeah. Everyone has to have a hustle. Everyone has to have a hustle. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I know some people are like, oh, there's like they have like ethical issues with it. But look, man, it's a theme park. It's not as people want to buy stuff and resell it. I'm fine with that. To Especially me, they want to resell yeah. it for 400 percent markup to to people who are dumb. Like if you buy a T-shirt for 150 dollars just because it says Disney World on it and it like just came out, like I, I don't feel bad for you. I really don't. I have I don't feel like any sort of sadness. I feel like you deserve to be parted with your money at that stage. <laughs> like this was this was okay. This was good. Uh, even if it goes to a person I don't like, I'm still I'm still totally okay with it. Jeff, any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, being a former Disney cast member, I, I do sympathize with these guests who all too many of them are only there for you know, once ever or once every five years or something like that. But no, that reminds me of when I was working at the hotels, um, you know, all of these, it, it, it sucked because the people who got the best rooms were all the people, all the regulars and the people who complained and the people who would always come to the front desk at the exact right time to say, Hey, I need a pool view room, even though I paid for a woods view room and stuff like that. And these people who come to Disney once every five years, you know, they, they're the ones who get stuck with these crappy rooms when they check in at seven o'clock after a nightmare at the airport. So I do, I mean, I sympathize with these, with these people who, you know, they want to come to Disney and they want, you know, they love haunted mansions. They want to buy haunted mansion stuff or they love jungle cruise. They want to buy the, the tiki mugs or whatever. So, I mean, I get where where you're coming from, Alan, because you're coming from the sort of, you know, the fan community, the regular sort of visitor, but, you know, as a former cast member, I saw way too often all of these, you know, very, you know, very good, um, very loyal guests just get shafted just because of these regulars who would just stomp on them constantly. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen and that I don't have, like, any feelings about, like, well, the guest, in, you know, the regular, normal, average Joe that goes to the park, whoever that is at this point. Like, I don't even know how we define that anymore. But, like, those people... You know, if if you just happen to be there on the first day that they roll out Haunted Mansion T-shirts that glow in the dark or whatever, and some dude that weighs like 357 and, you know, can barely move, he, he manages to get by you at the gate and hustles his way over there waddling along and scores 20 of them. You know what? Like, there's a lot of stuff that all has to happen in that time frame. For you not to get the right. shirt. I mean, in, in, in that case, it's just bad luck, really. I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, that's all it you, is. You didn't know that that was going to be the day that the Haunted Mansion tiki mugs came out or whatever. So right, in, exactly. In that case, it's just bad luck. Um, I just I just hate that, you know, sometimes people just abuse it constantly. Um, and these people who legitimately, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to look at, you know, 500 pages worth of guidebooks and 500 different websites to enjoy yourself at Disney World. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. It's it, Well, it's too regimented to begin with, but that's a whole long other discussion, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's a very long other discussion. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Enough about reselling merch. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean... Is Avatar open? I guess, yeah. Uh, I guess it's the best darn theater simulator of, of all time, which... Uh, you know, wow, that's that's big time talk. Right? Yeah, a lot of competition there. Yeah, yeah can... it's you know a heavy duty battle between it and um, let's see, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, <laughs> yeah. which no, and, you know, uh, nobody, 
Search Sir- of the Obelisk and uh, Crescendo and Funhouse. <laughs> Funhouse. <laughs> Days, Days of Thunder. There was the Days of Thunder one. <laughs> they, James Days Bond. Yeah. Uh, the right stuff. There was License Robocop to Thrill. 4D. Who can ever forget Robocop 4D? <laughs> SpongeBob. Aside from everybody, but you SpongeBob know. Right? forty. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. another classic. Good Lord, the, the, the K one journey they had at Sahara's in Las Vegas. Oh God, what was what was the one that was at? Um, I actually just wrote about this because the hidden amusements and attractions of of Nevada will be coming out next week. Um, there was the one Race for Atlantis. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Caesar's Palace. Caesar's. That was Race for Atlantis. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I, I don't. I'm not saying that that those rides are all inherently bad, but most of them are pretty mediocre. And uh, you know, it, it might be the best of all time of what it does. I'm not going to say it isn't, but even if it's like twice as good as the as the next best one, I have a hard time believing it's going to be in, like my favorite ride in that park, which is you know, it has like seven rides to begin with, so it's not really not really a huge. Uh, huge uphill climb to try and beat. Yeah, I have a hard time putting simulators on the top of my list. Just one of those things. Just like, you know, I'm in an enclosed space. I'm not really going anywhere. It's fun, but, like, it, it doesn't have that extra sort of added element of, you know, theme park rides, you know, actually take you somewhere physically. It's part It's part of the charm, part of the Fantasyland sort of Snow White adventure, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride kind of charm. It, it, could, be, it could be that I'm totally wrong and it's great, but it's like, wow, it's so immersive. But if you just turn your head to the right, if you just do that, it's all over. Like, then you're like, oh, I'm on the ride. Yeah. Well, it was the same thing with uh, Back to the Future, which I love doing that, by the way, is just looking to the side <laughs> and seeing like five other DeLoreans, just like these people screaming next to you. And you're like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then also there's Flight of, pa- uh, Flight of Passage open and then the Navi River Journey, which sounds like the opening, uh, like, Act one of an attraction, and then it just ends. Uh, yeah, I was I was so disappointed that they didn't. And Alan, I I've, I've been talking to Joe about this a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really disappointed that they did not take the river journey actually through the physical land, even if it's enclosed. Like actually weave it through like some of the some of the uh, the pathways so that guests can sort of walk overhead, so you can actually feel like you're traveling somewhere. My my first thought in response to that is, so I guess the Dutch Wonderland in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, did a better job of rigging together a boat ride because they do that. Uh, number two, which which was I I was going to reply with is that, um, as far as drug dark rides go, admittedly I never got on either one uh, thus far. One of them never will, but um, the one that was at Hard Rock Park. Nights in White Satin. I still don't forget my da- forgive my dad for not taking me to that park the first year it opened. <laughs> the first and only. Well, no, because uh, we were living in North South Carolina at that point, oh, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, we'll go next year. It'll be open." Oh no, <laughs> no, yeah. I I was told there were people that I knew that went there like the second week, and they were like, "Alan, you need to come immediately." And I'm like, "I'm I just moved. I can't go." And they're like, "No, you don't understand. <laughs> like, you need to get here soon. This is not going to work." Uh, but that ride, as far as like drug dark rides, like Nights in White Satin, was was definitely the tops. This is like a higher, a higher uh, budget unintended. version. Yeah, yeah, unintended. <laughs> with with like a multi armed shaman at the end of it or whatever. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm not saying it's terrible. But 
uh, it lacks it lacks the, the the finesse of Knights in White Satin as far as like full tilt drug induced dark rides go. And then of course Pooh comes in like a solid third place. <laughs> Talking Pooh's Honey Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Alan, speaking of Dutch Wonderland, do they still have Sky Princess? It got it got its name changed. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not right? it hasn't been Sky Princess in a couple years. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's still there. It's it, I, it was always good. I mean, decent. Well, that was the first that was the first CCI coaster, wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. It's you a know? it's a it's a decent little on back. It's Kingdom coaster now. I think probably the whole like Sky Princess was considered you know a little unintimating for men or young boys. <laughs> They're just going to change like it to like a one title sort of going on. <laughs> right. I think the only way they could have made it better is if it, if they would have had everyone wear dresses. Oh yeah, like a big flowing like Victorian gown. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah. <good. laughs> yeah, that bar. I love can't that. Ride ride. This until, yeah, you can't ride this until you pink, put on this pink dress. I mean, it's just part of the package. Dutch Wonderland for a kitty park that costs like $54 to get into is freaking great. It's like the best $54 kitty land that ever existed. It has a monorail. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like a big monorail that's way oversized for that place. Anyways, let's continue. What are we talking about? Talk We're about talking Avatar. Pin, yeah, Avatar. Yeah, it, uh, it opened, so that's good. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. It, it looks like, as far as, it, as far as the pictures <laughs> I've seen, it looks kind of like a cul-de-sac in a jungle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but well, that's okay. You know, you, uh, you, you get to rub off this, this concrete plant. So that's but they have, cool. gl- they have glowing rock candy. Oh well, <laughs> I'm immersed. But, but man, yeah, right? but dude, they totally have uh, gummy worms there. I mean, it's clearly yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah. We're, we're being way make, too negative. Let's let's when, move when on. That to convince you to pay, <laughs> when that convince you to pay five hundred dollars a night for Animal Kingdom Lodge? I just you know, as soon as I move about forty kilos of coke, and I can I can afford purchasing <laughs> that room, you know, we're, we'll be all about it. No, I'm good. I'm good for right now on that, actually. I'll get there. It'll happen. Just no rush. We should talk yeah. about Volcano Bay, though. We're, we're being overly negative. This is no good. Well, I mean, Volcano Bay not be, may not be any better, but... Yeah, yeah, but at least then people will be like, oh, well, they're... Well, no one's actually going to be like, oh, they're, they're being even-handed in their criticism. But yeah. it's nice that we can point out even-handed criticism that Volcano Bay probably should have soft-opened, like, a lot. Hmm, you don't say. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, is, maybe is, that, is that a thing now? Do people do that? I've heard rumors to yeah. that extent. So, Remember when DCA like, soft opened for like two months before it actually opened opened? Yeah. It might have been more than that. It might have been like six months. It was like it was, a long time. I think it was two months. Because I remember my friend went in December or something crazy like that. And it was like opening in February. So Yeah, I, th- I, think, it, I think it did open in December, soft opening, from what I can remember. But that's really digging back deep. Yeah, it's just a scant like 17 years ago. No big deal. 16, mm-hmm. 17 years ago. It's, uh, you know what? They have the new Accesso bands. And uh, yeah, so it, it has Accesso bands. And there's water slides. And sometimes they work. So that's... So so let's, yeah. go, let's go over the mess that is Volcano Bay right now. So yeah. right now, not all the cabanas were finished. So they had to cancel the cabanas on people. Oh, jeez. So now you cannot buy a cabana... You cannot buy a cabana beforehand. You have to buy it the day of. They don't sell cabanas anymore. The Express Pass at Volcano Bay is now officially dead. They are no longer selling Express Passes ever. That's what I've been told. 
<laughs> well, that was yeah, that uh that sort of blew up on them pretty quickly. Um the the uh access pass tapu tapu or crapu crapu as I told Jonathan Green. <laughs> Jonathan Green from Inside Universal. So he's like, "So how's Volcano Bay doing this morning?" And I'm like, I just texted him crapu crapu. And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> um they mm-hmm. the bands crash the bands don't show the time which is real weird um and also they are falling off in the action river so they had to put on a little yellow band like a little rubber band on them to hold them on because the action oh oh that's that is so ghetto because the action river (laughs) is not even at full strength and people are losing their tapu tapus in the action river um the water slides uh the uh now, in all fairness, the conveyors are breaking down uh, because one of the big things that um, they're selling us on is that, hey, you don't have to carry inner tubes anymore, uh, which is super cool, but the conveyors are breaking down, which, you know, if they tested it, they could have found these issues out more. Um, so the conveyors are breaking down. I'm also wouldn't be surprised if some of the sensors are having issues. Uh, like, cause instead of the normal water park thing where, you know, you got some dude looking over the side of, you know, the, the station platform and making sure like that one chick passes that corner and then they send someone down, they just use, um, basically standard theme park sensors just to track people going by and those are breaking constantly. So that's causing issues. Um, they're, uh, the giant blue one that rides up on the wall, like late, late in, uh, park development they realized it was coming way too dangerously close to the edge of the wall so they had to extend the water slide (laughs) like a week before opening um yeah uh what else is happening all the uh landscaping's not installed all the interactive elements are not installed all the theming's not installed um (laughs) who designed this uh universal creative um (laughs) yeah um what else what else was there on there um there's a few more the issues i remember uh the food i hear is good and ready to go the drinks are good and ready to go um it's just an absolute mess and the the slides go down oh and the big thing is they are programming for the um the ride reservation system is not good (laughs) in the way that they're they're working on the programming for it and trying to get those ratios down um because people waiting six hours for a body slide is kind of stupid and they realize that oh and the last one turns out pro slide has never installed one of the trap door slides uh you, you know which ones i'm talking about where you get in the capsule and there's the trap door they yeah. have right. they've never installed uh. one of that size before so they are now realizing they need to reduce the body weight of the people riding those slides until they make modifications from 300 pounds to 200 pounds. Oh, no. May I remind you that 200 pounds, even with non-obese people, is not that much. No, it's not. Like, in college, yeah, sure, I was like 140 or so, but, like, you could... Like, be six foot and be, you know, pretty athletic and probably be really close to 200. Like, maybe, like, 185. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, one one meal from cowfish and you're going to be 200. <laughs> Go to Toothsome and you're 250. Yeah, at, at 5'11 and a, a monstrous roughly 220 right now, 
um, I guess I'd be doing the walk of shame from a body slide, which is yeah. uh, always encouraging when you spend $67 to get into a water park yeah, to right? not be able to go on a body slide. Well, yeah, at least I, the, good know, news, the good news is the uh, water coaster sounds like it's really, 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 really good. You know what? They needed a water coaster that, that wasn't mediocre in Orlando for a long time. Yep. I mean, it's, it's always been kind of shameful that Orlando, you know, like, oh, wow, they have the biggest water parks, you know, in, in the world in terms of attendance for the most. Well, they used to. Yeah. Uh, past tense because Jim Long in, uh, in China has now taken the number one spot. Mm-hmm. That makes me smile. I don't know why. It just does. Anyways, uh, you know, they, they never really had a whole lot of really good modern coasters. Like Aquatica brought a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like newer water slide types. But now that they actually have like a real water coaster, it's like, wow, you, you joined, you know, 21st century. Good work. Things that like act- that pro slides actually proud to see, like proud to like advertise, not just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we have these slides. So, like, there's there's an expansion pad that reportedly, once they're done with the main work at Volcano Bay, they're actually going to start working on the expansion pad um, for next year. And I haven't heard what it's going to be, but I can only imagine it's probably going to be one of those crazy mammoth uh, water coasters, like at Holiday World. That'd be great. It's a good ride. I think it'd be great. Um, I'm just... Oh, yeah, that would be <clears throat> To tie into our discussion on our park trips... Uh, in a little bit, um, I'm slightly disappointed. Vacoma is no longer making their uh, their uh, water soaker coasters, roller soaker coasters, because I think yeah, that, that was a, such a bummer. That would have been a great addition if they actually got capacity up, which I think Universal could have done compared to Hershey Park. But that's another discussion for maybe about an hour from now. Um, they still kind of do. They those, have those there's those the one at Yaz Waterworld. Like water <laughs> how does uh, how does the one at Yaz work? Is it does it run well? Because I just remember the Hershey one loading, like molasses. Well, that so the one that was at Hershey wasn't Vacoma. It was Set Point. Was it? Yeah. Oh, Guaranteed. I thought it was Vacoma. Yeah. So Vacoma, Vacoma built the one at Yaz, and the one at Yaz is like pretty pretty decent. It's basically got the junior style train, except it's got a much smaller train. It's only got like two cars on it. Mm-hmm. So it seats four at a time. Capacity is not that high, but you know. The station queue is really well themed. Uh, the actual water dumping function is kind of lousy. You it it goes over. I'm assuming a PLC towards the end of the ride, and then that triggers your ability to dump the water mm-hmm. on one very specific part of the queue line. <laughs> but you know, unless you're there on a really hot day or on a Friday, because everything in in Abu Dhabi and in the in the Emirates works where like Friday is super busy because that's Saturday uh, for them. Like there will be nobody there to dump the water on, so like when we would press the button, like it would just like dump on concrete, and you're like, oh, okay. I guess we did that. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, you're um, Alan. You're right. Set point uh, in Utah made the roller soaker at Hershey Park. They also made Pterodon flyers at Islands of Adventure. Yes, yeah. Set point made a whole lot of really bad rides. Yeah, like, I think yeah. They did one at Carowinds, which nobody remembers. Um and there's they must also have taken it out. yeah yeah it's it's been gone for a while for some reason Paramount was really into buying these like awful low capacity sp- suspended coasters like Kings Island had one uh, was it like Scooby's Ghoster Coaster and it had legit like maybe eighty people an hour oh you like, know what no the, you're talking about the suspended ones yeah like the, they the, I mean the set point one wasn't that wasn't a set point that was at that park but um it was a bat flyer what the hell was it. 
Well, you know, I think Carowinds probably still has theirs because they have uh, what's it called, the uh, Red Baron's airplane race or something. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a different ride. It's a totally oh, different. Oh, got ride. it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, the Bat Flyers were who were they? I have to look it up because I'm like, who built it? This is so bad. When you look on, when you go on like the website for it, like there's one that was at Lightwater Valley. And it doesn't even tell you who built it. Like that's how hideous those rides were. Imagine. Also, oh, go ahead. Yeah, there was, and then there was one. Uh, let me see who built it at Emerald Point. Emerald Point, Wet and Wild Emerald Point. Oh, there's a Carry Pro. Carry Pro also be, built these rides, and and they were pretty bad. The one that was at Wet and Wild literally operated for like thirty minutes. Like it was. It, it says that it it operated from two thousand one to two thousand three, but I've heard like it was operating for maybe two months. <laughs> But imagine how cool, though, one of those water coasters would be if you like just if it just went around the park like a people mover and you had like in like actually in the cars, you had a water gun just like everyone down below did. So you can actually like literally target people as you're riding. And they they just set like these uh, these cannons just throughout the entire park. So you can like shoot back at these uh, the, the water coaster. I mean, that would be so cool. It'd be like the coaster version of a Max Splash Battle. And I'm totally pro that totally pro that the only thing is i would do I, I would be like the nasty guy that tries to spray like you know like small children and stuff like that from my elevated perch well, yeah but i mean that's that's part of the point i mean it's the same thing with the uh the river rapids rides and the shoot the shoots that have the water cannons where you put in a quarter and you dump water on people you True. always aim for the, the women and children up front <laughs> uh, so what were we saying yeah so volcano bait has not has not worked out well thus far no but it might so... eventually so uh, what I'm hearing right now is that they're working on the programming for the slides. They're working on installing more theming and everything. Uh, they're working on the Tapu Tapu system still. They are still running at reduced capacity uh, for the park. Um, they have a bunch of one-star reviews on TripAdvisor, which a bunch of universal uh, trolls slash haters slash Mark Deba. <laughs> is uh, kind of ro- loving right now, um, which to me doesn't say much because, I mean, come on. But, uh, yeah, it, the park's a major issue right now, but I'm not surprised in a way. But, yeah, it just seems really bizarre when you have so many – when there's so many um, good openings have happened and then you just have something where it just completely whiffs – um, similar to how Universal Studios Florida opened for the first time. It just completely just lost the it just it's it makes no sense. Yeah, I'm so I'm surprised it was this it was this bad. Like is, is this just a case of Universal Creative just not used to operating a water park? I think it's They've that. had one for how many years? Well wet and wild. Well but I, but Right, but I mean like actually building like a Typhoon Lagoon type of, you know, super water park. Where they, where they were like, oh, okay, we'll show these guys what we know, but they don't know. <laughs> I think it's... I think, not, it, it, oh, and how much... Oh, sorry, Alan. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like there aren't a bunch of, like, theme amusement people that have built super gigantic, well-done water parks since Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Like, there's a bunch of them. Well, yeah, I mean... But, I mean, that's what confuses me, is, like, why... Like, it's the same people, you know? So, so why... Oh, and by the way, how much of it actually got... Uh, based off of Lava Lagoon at the end. It sounds like it was just a kind of like a general concept and it's been morphed a bit. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't sound like Terry Koo is necessarily on the project as much as he's kind of started up maybe the original concept for it. Cause I think they okay. had, they had one of the guys who was doing, um, 
uh, God, what's his name? I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, one of the guys who was doing um, uh, all the uh, Springfield stuff was working on this. Not okay. Not Mike West because he went to Kong, but uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just really bizarre. It's really weird. I mean, like I have confidence that like six months from now people are going to be loving this place, but man, it was rough, real rough. Um, but yeah, if it's good in ten years, no one will remember this. Well, it's going to be yeah. over. It's going to. But people are like, hey, it looks like shit now, and they're showing like the the nearly thirty year old. Uh, well, the nearly 25-year-old, like, Typhoon Lagoon fully grown in to the just-planted palm trees of Volcano Bay. <laughs> it's like, uh, you want to you wanna give him some time, guys? <laughs> well, re- remember, remember, kids, California Adventures sucked for, like, 10 years, so it, it'll be fine. Yeah, that too. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, get one or two more rides in there for capacity, improve these things, make some changes. I think things will get better, but... I don't know right now. It's it's kind of it's just not done yet. I can't make a final assessment, and I haven't been there, so I can't say too much. Yeah, it, it's it's going to take time, and it's time that they should have spent not having it fully open, you know, with a full price, and uh, and not basically charging people to beta test. Yeah, that's my personal it, take on it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. What one of the interesting things though that I heard was um, because they know they're running behind schedule, they were running private tests with. Um, universal uh, employees. They were doing basically tapu tapu experiments with universal employees for like days at a time where they would just get like people who would sign NDAs and they would just wear a tapu tapu and scan and wait and scan and wait. <laughs> just wait in line and, and like do like pretend like they're actually doing capacity and stuff. And yeah, just just to give you a little behind-the-scenes glimpse of how that worked. Just imagine that for a second. Imagine being paid for a day to wear a Tapu Tapu, scan it, sit around, be told that your time's now ready, and then wait in line, and they just let people in, and they simulate uh, actual capacity and breakdowns. It's like, the, uh, it's like the Looney Tunes basketball practice for that basketball game in Space Jam. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So anyway, let's move on from Volcano Bay. We still want to stay at Universal because la- last night, as I started, see- as some of us started seeing on Twitter, we started seeing weird things popping up in parking lots in Japan. They made the groundbreaking announcement for Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. Um, basically, it was the most awkward thing in the world. Uh, there were no screens. Make sure you remember that. There are no screens in that presentation. It's all practical. No, no screens were used in the making of this movie. <laughs> Which could have been really easy, but they just did practical stuff the whole time, even though it looked really weird. So Mario popped out of a pipe, and then he kind of like ran into the middle of a frame, and he was like, here we go! And then like <laughs> the background was like one of those like 19, like 20s like Dudley Do-Right like spinning kind of things. So like the like the printed image would go by and there would be like these fake ass goombas would just like go by on like like a like a people mover kind of track thing and he would try to jump on them and like these fake <laughs> ring and like like the blocks would go by and he would fake hit them and then the, the, the coins would pop out and then all of a sudden at the end the Universal logo showed up and he just pointed at like the like at the, like stage right, and then all of a sudden, 
Mike Woodbury, and then the uh, general manager or vice president of University Studios Japan, whose name's for, I'm forgetting right now, and then Shigeru Miyamoto came out, and it was like, we're here now! <laughs> and, and they kind of gave it... Yeah, Bob Hoskins Bob, jumped out of a cake. Yeah, Bob Hoskins was there. Uh, yeah, um... Uh, I like them pumping their fists and then like a whole bunch of confetti blows up. Yeah, uh, Charles Martinet, uh, the voice of Mario, was there. <coughs> no, he actually wasn't. But um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm laughing too much right now. Um, so tuberculosis. It was. It was yeah, it was really weird because then they all gave these weird speeches in Mario gloves and Mario hats. They were really only missing the mustaches, the fake mustaches, to really make it. Like completely, like surreal, um, and then in the end, oh, they, I, I, I think they crossed the line uh, somewhere back there. Yeah. So the, eventually, they all, as Alan said, they all gave a a fist pump, and then the like one question mark block behind Mario started shooting confetti, and they started playing the Invincibility Star music, and there's just a shit ton of confetti everywhere and fireworks. So, I don't think there was any crowd noise either. Like there was no crowd uh, assembled. It, it, was... it was just for the media, <laughs> which is very, very <laughs> Japanese. So Japanese. It's not even funny. Like this was just like the people who were there were literally Famitsu, the local Japanese newspapers and um, TV stations, and no crowd whatsoever. It was no public was in, like invited. It was just these very proper Japanese business people. For them to see Mario pop pop out of a warp pipe, fake run, these guys in suits give a fist pump, and then <laughs> confetti everywhere. It's like the uh, the star music starts playing, and you see the parking lot tram driving through with Goombas just bouncing <laughs> off of it. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it was really weird, but Nintendo. And they had an uh, ad that they debuted, which looks pretty legit, and... I gotta say, I've already seen more stuff about um, Super uh, Nintendo World this today than I have all the Pandora stuff over the past like month. So yeah, for real. Take it for what's worth. Uh, any Alan, anything else you want to add to that? Um, let we... me know when when people know what the rides are, uh, or like when we see pictures. I, okay. I, like we know what the rides are, kind of, but yeah, like when 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 I see rides and I I, I see what we're getting. I'll, I'll care a lot more. It's not like it's. It, we know it's coming. We knew it was there. We knew it's going to be open before. Was it twenty twenty for? Do they have the Olympics in twenty twenty? What do they have in? They're in opening early twenty twenty in Japan. Yeah, but and there's it, a specific reason. Like there's yes, either a World Expo there Olympics. or the Olympics. Okay, yeah. Summer Olympics well, twenty twenty. So that's why they want to open it early. Yeah, well, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to say you're going to have rides in Star Wars Land, but, you know, it's, it's, it's another thing to actually see what they're going to be. Yeah, because, I mean, you can say you're going to have the Gringotts, you know, roller coaster until you show the concept art and you just see all, you know, all this crazy stuff or, you know, yeah, I totally understand. Um, I hope it's 10 B&M hypers. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, that's, that's, show, rides, that's, that's for Lane. You know, <laughs> as long we, as we call, like one or two rides and, uh, you know, there's, there's some more, more meat to it. Because that's the one thing I've noticed about Avatars. There's not really a lot to explore necessarily. You know, and especially for that park, you know, which is a park the, where there's uh, a lot of these big, long pathways with animal enclosures and stuff like that. And there's a lot of exploration that takes place. Or Disney Paris. When you look at the Avatar videos and pictures, you're like, oh... Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the uh, B&M Hyper is going to be called Super Pilot Wings. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Now we're working. They could get, they could have another flying coaster, two B&M flying coasters, same park. Damn. Let's do it. Let's go, yeah, guys. We, we could do that. Dueling B&M flying coasters. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, so... The crowds um, demand it. I did a small article on Parkscope today because I was like, I hate everything I've read today about this. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to write something. So I wrote something. Uh, basically, Osaka's going to have two rides. They're going to have Mario Kart, which is going to be an all-practical kart uh, racer. Um, I think it's going to be slot, like slot-based, like test track, but it's going to have a... Uh, a drifting mechanism, so the back of your car is going to drift out, sort of like how Test Track originally was supposed to, if you remember that, Jeff? Uh-huh. So, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and you're going to be racing. So imagine, like, Radiator Springs Racers, but instead of, like, two two cars, it's going to be, like, four or six cars. And then there's going to be multiple, there's going to be multiple floors, from what I heard, um, with multiple levels. So you're going to get, like... Mario Circuit and Bowser's Castle and Rainbow Road. Um, so that's Mario Kart. The other ride is a some sort of Yoshi themed Omnimover ride, um, and it's supposed to be very. The let me put it this way: the ride vehicles are supposed to be very, very, very high tech. And I'll just leave it at that. Wink. Will you actually? Will you actually get to shoot Yoshi's tongue out of the vehicle? That would be amazing. I would. S- I'd be game for that. Like, seriously, like, if they I mean, made Imagine that... that interactive experience. Yeah, right? That'd be badass. I don't know. I'm ready for Antarctica Part 2. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to follow this one newborn Yoshi as they explore the uh, Antarctic. Um, anyway, so that's Osaka, and I know... I believe Orlando's getting those two rides and also the Donkey Kong coaster, which is that... Right. ...weird coaster that's on that uh articulating arm so it looks like you're actually riding on something that you're not riding on if that makes sense so they can do those crazy jumps from the (coughs) excuse me to break close the skin um from the video game so yeah anyway nintendo that is so cool by the way yeah i'm gonna complain until i get the ken griffey jr experience well, I so mean, I can relive my SNES games. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest. There's plenty of people complaining already. They're like, "Where's my Star Fox ride? When's Metroid coming? Is Animal Crossing going to be there? What about Pokemon? <laughs> you know, they, they, like it's like balloon fight. It's like what, what balloon fight? It's like Kid Icarus. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> a Super Monkey Ball. That's Sega. Is Mario a libertarian? The greatest threat in the history of forums, locked after twelve thousand pages of heated debate. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I don't know. It's you know Mario. Maybe like uh, was it Doctor Mario? Where's my Doctor Mario attraction? There we go. What's going on, guys? I feel like that, sh- that would be a good restaurant, Doctor Mario. I don't know. Maybe just, I don't know. Just think out loud. I I don't I don't think it would actually. Okay. I, I I'm not uh not too key about that. So, friend. Maybe if it goes. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what they should do? Oh, they, they should. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alan oh. first. Alan. Maybe if we get to legalization, yeah. then it could be like a dispensary. <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so you, big, you mean uh, uppers and downers, big mushrooms, little mushrooms? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like pills that have all sorts of various effects. Okay. You know, I'm, okay. I'm for that. <laughs> anyway, Jeff. Yeah, continue. <laughs> no, uh, they, they should to- – so the, the main restaurant for Super Nintendo World should totally be like Sim Restaurant. 
where you actually play a Sims character and you actually get to control your restaurant experience? Well, it would be a me, not a Sims, because the Sims is EA. Oh. Yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> It'd just be a me. Yeah, there you go. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah no, there, like, there you go. Yeah, me, me, me restaurant where you get to customize your own restaurant experience and you get to customize your own food and everything. Yeah, I was talking about food and, like, have you seen, like, Japan's food has been kind of crazy with, like, kind of the stuff they do? So I think they may invent some really cool stuff out there, and then I hope they bring it over here. So, Like strawberry cheesecake Hershey Kit Kats? Yes, exactly. Well, we're going to get to that in a second, Jeff. Um, but anyway, I think... Num, num. So, uh, I will chain myself to all the fire hydrants until I get a Pikmin ride. Oh yes, we need, oh Pikmin yes, <laughs> fuck yes, Pikmin. and excite bike, Pikmin excite bike. What else? I mean Pokemon, Kirby. Don't Kirby. forget Kirby. Luigi's oh, Mansion. Kirby. I heard they were supposed to do a Kirby Land like Miniature Land, but that got cut. Especially Super since... Monkey Ball, the attraction. Come on, Se- that was Sega. Sorry, that was Sega. Yeah, it's oh, Sega. <clears throat> so Kirby, I heard was supposed to be like a little kids' land area, maybe. Uh, maybe they'll build that in, like, Phase 2 or whatever, but the main reason why they were focused on Kirby was because uh, the uh, late CEO of Nintendo, um, uh, God, what was his name? So, uh, Sigiri Iwata was the founder of Kirby. So, like, they kind of want to do that as a memorial for him. So, I don't know. I think that's still oh, on the card well, somewhere. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Nintendo, it's happening. It's coming soon. It's going to be super cool. I'm super excited. Uh, Woo! Per- personally... I think this is going to be the new Potter just because it's just an untapped market so far, if that makes sense. Um, in that, well, I think- I mean, but like, like Potter, like Potter is going to be execution dependent. So yeah. I'm holding my opinion about that. Yeah, which is fine. I, I well, <clears throat> again, <clears throat> excuse my coughs. Um, there's like a certain amount of people who think like, oh my god. Star Wars is absolutely going to destroy everything in the parks. And I'm sort of like, you know, it's going to be very popular. But we've had 30 years of Star Wars in theme parks. It's not like this is some sort of crazy new thing that just popped up that is opening this whole new untapped market. Um, right. That was, that was Star Tours back in the day. Yeah. And, and, like, we've had Star Wars weekends. We've had the Star Wars celebrations. We've had, like, Hollywood Studios has done how many Star Wars things in the past three years. Um... It's going to be huge, but I don't think it's going to open up the market like Nintendo is going to open up the market. So uh, I don't well, know how plus, they can even I mean, open up the market, oh. anyways. Like it's pretty much full. How so? Like, like how do you? Well, yeah, like, that's what they I claim was like they have like ninety percent occupancy. I mean, well, by you know, op- what more are they going to do? You mean Disney or Universal? Disney, Disney. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's clearly Disney fans who just think that anything Disney opens will clearly bring everyone and anyone who's ever existed on the planet to this park well yeah and um, then there's reasonable people right yeah I mean, exactly well yeah there's reasonable <laughs> people who are like disney fans will really like this but it won't do anything right. and and today's my my conversation i had today which was basically some disney fan was like i may watch avatar now and it's like wow congratulations disney you spent 700 million dollars on this land and one disney fan may consider giving money to fox to watch this movie to watch like, the most popular film, <laughs> most the most money making film of all time. It's no like less. slow clap. What a what a yeah. brave move. Um, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, no, I don't. I don't know that Nintendo has the possibility to do that because you know there's not really as far as video game attractions in America. 
we're pretty much limited to a couple of EA things, which we'll get to talk about in a little bit uh, at the Cedar Fair Park. Thankfully, there's really yes. not much beyond that. You know, uh, like, I think there's a Rabbids attraction in Europe somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff. There's I'm going to be riding, you know, assuming that the whole Middle East doesn't descend into chaos. Uh, trackless Resident Evil Dark Ride pretty soonish. So Ooh, there is one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in Dubai. There's that. a new uh, indoor park there. It has no coasters. But of course, it's have, an indoor yeah. park. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Every almost everything has to be there. I mean, yeah. If you're outdoor, uh, like Dubai parks is, uh, you're pretty much doomed, uh, which they probably are. But um, it's a, that, Sal- you know, it's we'll a get- Salvador Dali park. Everything's melting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in December when I get back home, if if I go. <laughs> yeah, if if the world hasn't descended into chaos due to whatever reason, because let's be honest, the past three months have sort of been like five years now. So yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> it, it has but, felt like five years. That yeah, exactly. Bandit, yeah. By the way, I know this is going to be like timed for a different time, but we're currently recording this while uh, Corbin is apparently just romping all over the UK. And, uh, is that good or bad? No, it's good. It's Cause, good because Theresa May is is not. Oh, she's not the one who's like, we're, we're gonna take civil liberties away. Yeah, make sure exactly. Terrorism doesn't have... Okay, so that's a good thing. Okay, good. Phew. Yeah, this is a good thing. <clears throat> okay, good. Phew. Yeah, sorry, I don't I don't know my international politics. So when I go to England to drink with like English soccer fans, I'm just gonna be shut up and listen and sing songs and not be like, yeah, that those Labour Party with a U. So, okay. Anyway, I'm your source for geopolitics, death metal, boxing, and also roller coaster information. That's what I do. <laughs> there we go. Ah oh, man. So one last news item in our really quick, totally quick. We swear it only took us 50 minutes to get here. New segment. We got a teaser for Mean Streak 2.0. Ooh ah ah. So, what are your guys' thoughts? going to be good i mean i've been on i've been on twisted colossus and that was pretty huge but mean streak is an absolute beast i mean that was like had it been been built like six or seven years earlier it would have been like the highest roller coaster or the tallest roller coaster in the world like this is this is immense what they're doing with mean streak alan it's it's too raw for (laughs) y'all situation i think so so one of the weird things, like in the preview video, they were talking about, like, it was they made it plural. So is it going to be, like, dueling or what? Somebody somebody came up with that rumor a while back, I think on TPR's forums, and no one I know actually thinks it's going to be dueling at okay. all. Okay. So I would be I would just kind of ignore that for now. Okay. I think they're just that part they're kind of messing with people, but. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm, oh man! I'm um so, as many people know, this past spring I went to Kings Island for their Mystic Timbers, raise money, ride the coaster early event situation that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, if they do that at Cedar Point, I am so over that. You have no idea, because I rode Mystic Timbers eight times in two hours, and if they do that with with Mean Streak 2.0, I'm there like it's nobody's business. So, um, yeah, I cannot wait for this ride. This is probably my most anticipated ride of 2018 right now. It's it's going to be nuts. But also, like, we're getting a new hurler at King's Dominion in 2018. Yeah, we are. They're, they've they've kind of well, they haven't really announced that, but it's pretty obvious. I mean, when you when you right have now. when you have Rocky Mountain construction vehicles on property taking part of coaster, 
It's probably going to be RMC'd, so... Yeah. <clears throat> Good odds. Yeah, Hurler and Mean Streak 2.0. That's kind of insane when you really think about it. Like, Cedar Point... And then Kennywood. Kennywood's and, getting... Yes. And, which is, everybody says it's an RMC. I don't really? know if it's actually true, but no. that's what I... No. I mean, yeah, no, that'd be it great. better fucking not. I mean, do you guys, do you guys know... <laughs> have you guys seen the blueprints for it? I've seen the blueprints for it. Isn't that uh, towards the river, like near where? where... It's kind of like behind Racer. Yeah, I mean, it basically, just like goes straight down into the ravine. Okay. And there's one part that's not the station that has this like really tight U curve, and yeah. everyone's like, "What on earth is that?" Like the only thing that anyone can come up with is that it's probably a top hat inversion, or okay. it could be just a, a, a non-inverting top hat, like what's on Dragster, but. So it's it's uh, it's by the racer because I w- when I was yeah. looking at it I was imagining it near, closer to uh, where the train's at like in that middle area of the park. Yeah, if you look at it from the map, it's kind of there's like a maintenance shed building that's back there that they're going to be getting rid of, mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be all back there. And I've I've heard I've heard some people I think at one point said it might be Premier, but Premier just built Skyrocket, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. And then, um, <laughs> and but I'm pretty sure it's going to be, at least from what I know, it's going to be RMCs is what it seems like. Yeah. So if you go on Google Maps, mm-hmm. and anybody out there that's listening to this can can do the same. Uh, if you basically go and you look at where the racer is and Logjammer and Jackrabbit, picture the coaster kind of falling somewhere in between Jackrabbit and Racer and going into the woods and that big covered building that's that's behind the woods that belongs to Kennywood that's going to be taken down and that's going to be part of the coaster area as well huh so I have it open right now and I see exactly what you're talking about right now so that giant shed area okay I know what you're talking about huh yeah that's that's going to be gone and they're going to they're going to move around their maintenance stuff which fine do you think so do you think they're going to remove some of that uh you know, because I think it, between Jackrabbit and Racer is where they have, like, their face painting slash arcade whatever stuff. So you think they're going to move that and make that, like, a new midway area or something? Yeah, yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, because whatever, whatever the giant thing is that looks like it's probably a top hat, but nobody can tell for sure, mm-hmm. basically runs, like, parallel to that. So it's going to be, like, right in front of it. Wow. That's going to be insane. Uh, yeah, it's and it looks like there's basically just like maintenance stuff back there and and you know, you know, games buildings and backstage. So, not really losing anything. If you turn on the 3D, you can see where the depth is mm-hmm. in terms of that that sort of chasm. Like if you just look at the bridge, especially on the 3D, you're like, "Oh, there's there's a drop. There's a lot there's a lot happening there." So, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeff, any thoughts on Kennywood 2018? Or until uh, or- no, I'm, I don't. I don't really know too much about it. So, um, what the you know, when we find out more information, but I, as long as it's something new, I'm all for it. Nice. All right. So I guess we should start talking about our trips. Uh, so, Alan, I have your I have you up first. So do you want to talk about your trip first? I'm I'm up first. I mean, I guess I actually did two trips. Talk so about both trips. I'll talk about both trips. I might as well. So. Um, Let's see. I went to New England for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I used to live in New England for a long time. Uh, and I used to work at Lake Compounds, which is the first park we stopped at. You know, mostly it was to like visit family, but also 
it's like, well, what are you going to do aside from visit family or while you're visiting family? Like, go to parks. Like, they know that's what we do. Like, there's no surprises in that. So we did Compounds first. Uh, Compounds is in Bristol, Connecticut, uh, slash Southington, Connecticut. It's kind of in a strange spot where it's on the border of the two towns. It's got a lake, as the name implies. It's the oldest operating amusement park in the United States. Uh, it's just went ahead and uh, I think it was our 170th year of operation. Um, it's owned by Palace Entertainment, which is a subsidiary of Parque Reunidos. So they used to be owned by Kennywood, as a matter of fact, hmm. before Kennywood sold all of their stuff off. Yeah, uh, I remember that. And Kennywood sort of has this, or Lake Compounds has this weird history prior to that, where uh, in order to keep the claim of being the oldest operating amusement park in the United States, they were being operated only for one weekend a year for like two or three years by the city of Bristol, Connecticut. And then prior to that, they were actually owned by Hershey, which not a lot of people know about. Hmm. And uh, Hershey actually built a stage and one of the most famous aspects uh, or things that ever happened like compounds was the infamous Millie Vanilli show where the tape got <laughs> stuck, which, which is now actually the location of the Zoomerang roller coaster. <laughs> so, so anyways, we went there. Um, you know, the, it's a nice park. It, you know, for being the oldest park in the country, you know, opening in 1846, I had to pull up the wiki for that one. I can't remember that one offhand. Uh, it doesn't really have a lot of classic attractions per se. There's uh, Rocco Bish Flyers in the back corner. There's, um, there's, that's about it. There's a good carousel that they have. And really, for the most part, the Wildcat Wooden Roller Coaster, which is their oldest ride as far as the coasters go, and probably the oldest ride period at the park, that's being heavily retracked and redone right now by GCI. It's getting new trains. Uh, it's still not open yet, and uh, hopefully it opens sometime soon. Um, Jerry Brick, the GM, who I did a podcast with and will be up in a couple weeks on mm-hmm. the website. He about said, a week from when this goes up? Yeah, about a week. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be, you know, probably around the time that that podcast goes up is when that coaster is going to reopen. So Nice. Um, you know, that was never really the, the best <laughs> ride. Boulder Dash, however, is a fantastic ride. And uh, that was recently retracted. Boulder Dash was has won golden ticket at least two or three times from amusement today for best wood coaster in the country slash world uh cci built it it's um i can't remember the first name of the guy bill is his last name was the was the key designer on it it's a terrain ride it's kind of an out and back ride uh runs along the side of southington mountain um when it was being constructed a lot of people were like okay so this is gonna be like the super version of the raven at Holiday World, mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of feels that way in a little bit, but it's more of an out and back ride, so it doesn't have a lot of the side to side action that Raven has. Uh, it's mostly an airtime ride, but it's really really good, uh, and it's running really well right now. Um, what else did we go on? We did the Sky Ride there. Uh, there's a section of the park which which is referred to internally as Deep South, which is they have this like long pathway that leads away from the core of the park to this little like island of stuff that they have at the other end of the lake and that's where they have their picnic pavilions at the sky ride and sky ride is basically just a, a european built um ski lift attraction that goes up the mountain that's about a 40 minute ride um and you get really awesome views you can actually see the city of hartford over the mountains when you get to the top of there and uh 
It's I'd say the Sky Ride at that park is probably like my favorite one. It's one of the steepest ones in the country too, as far hmm. as cheerleaders go. They have an actual trolley, uh, which which is on rental uh, from the Connecticut Trolley Museum, um, and I've operated that trolley way back in the day. It's it's a real trolley, and if you screw up, you can really run it into the shed, <laughs> and, which people had done. Um, let's see, skip the log flume. Oh, we did ghost hunt. Uh, Ghost Hunt just got new uh, guns and targeting from Logotronics, <laughs> and uh, that was nice. Works really well. They moved to a trackless ride from having track on it about six, seven years ago. The inside of it was redone at that time, now with a new targeting system. Um, it does stuff like when you get back to the station, it'll read on a, on a screen like who had the highest uh, score in the car. Ooh, like, that's nice. Is, so it was it was pretty good, and it, it really was working pretty well. There's also oh yeah the new the newest ride that they have there, which is Phobia, which is a premier skyrocket coaster, uh, pretty much identical in a lot of ways to what Busch Gardens Williamsburg got last year, mm-hmm. and uh, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom the year before, and a few other parks got them as well. And it's they they call it a triple launch coaster. Basically, it has this sort of back and forth action with the uh, oh yeah, yeah. production magnet launch, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it goes forward. And then basically goes up a little bit up the uh, structure, then it goes backwards, and then it launches at full speed to go through the rest of the, the circuit. It's basically to try and, and explain it to people that have never seen a picture of this. If you picture like a loop with like another loop in the middle of it, that's basically one of the premier skyrocket rides. Um, so you like go up in the loop, then you kind of turn out of it like a non-inverting loop, kind of similar to what you have on. Rip Ride Rocket at Universal, and then it turns into a zero G roll, and then you drop into a loop that's basically hung upside down, and then you come out of that, and then into the back end of the the giant loop that you're part of. Uh, I thought it was really good. It's it's a it's a nice forceful ride for what it does for the size of it. It's a good ride, um, you know. So all all positives about that one. So that was the first park we hit. We hit four that trip. Ah, uh, because that's how we do things. Coaster enthusiasts do things like that. Like a lot of <laughs> park people are like, like you know, oh, you know, I I went to one park this one time, and I'm like, I did like three in a day. Like that's, come on, come on, guys, advanced level. I was telling I was telling Lane about that. Lane was like, should I go to? I was, he's, you know, he's going to Holiday World this weekend. He is. He, he didn't tell me that. Yeah. <sighs> and he's he's staying in Louisville, and I'm I'm like, you're going to Kentucky Kingdom, right? He's like, he's like, should I? Like I, I just really want to go to Holiday World. I'm like, no, dude. So, <laughs> I was like, you start, you start at Kentucky Kingdom because you get like a two day pass for thirty bucks, and then you do the coasters going from back to front, and then you get in the car and you drive to Holiday World because you pick up an hour going to Central, and then you do everything at Holiday World, then you go back, and then you go back the next day to to Kentucky Kingdom if you miss anything. That's that's how the pros do it. That's 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 how the real that's how the real boys do it. Um. So went to Quasi. Take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. That's, this, is, this is how we operate. So I went to Quasi, same day as Compounds. Um, Quasi is a small amusement park. Uh, Quasi stands for Lake Quasipog. Mm-hmm. And it's over in Middlebury, Connecticut. Um, I used to go there a lot when I was in like the days of Wreck Dot Roller Coaster because people would come to New England after they built uh, Superman at Six Flags New England and Boulder Dash a lot. And when everyone would come to Lake Compounds, they would also need to go to Quasi because coaster enthusiasts need the credit. We, love, <laughs> we call these credits for some reason. I don't know who came up with this, 
but they're called coaster credits. And like everyone has their credit list, kind of like train people have a train list, or like every train they've been on or seen, or bird lists for birders. Like we have the same thing as a credit count or coaster count. So everyone would need to go to Quasi because I had a kid's coaster and this, this wild mouse that felt like being on a, a trash can rolling down a hill. And <laughs> they replaced that with wooden <laughs> Nice. Warrior. Those are the best kind. Yeah. No, it was a great wild mouse. I mean, it was like it was utterly terrible, but it was terrible in all the right ways. It was like a 1955 commercial monster mouse. It was great. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, what is the park that has that uh, wooden wild mouse is that is that uh, blackpool yeah yeah there's that's that's the most well-known one there's one in um there's one in sydney also at luna park and there's actually a couple of them in indonesia in east java yeah i never i never knew the existence of the wooden wild mouses until uh roller coaster tycoon corkscrew follies oh my god they're so good <laughs> they're so good i rode the one at southport in the uk and i rode the one at blackpool um, and actually, there was a wild mouse in the U.S., which was a steel wild mouse. Actually, it was in Canada at Pacific National Exhibition Grounds in Vancouver mm. that basically was just like the one at Blackpool, but with steel track instead of wood. And those things, because those have the um, uh, the upstop, basically what prevents the cars from flying off into the air and hurtling to the ground. They're set yeah, in we center. don't need those. They're set in the center of the car. So, like, when you play Roller Coaster Tycoon and you watch the wooden wild mice, when it goes around the corners, they kind of tilt, you know, off the track. And everyone's yeah, like, there's no that. way that they would actually do that. But that's actually what they do in real life. <laughs> nice. And you can feel it really hard. And you're like, this is nuts. This is great. Um, wooden mild, wild mice are fantastic. Um, so they, they, didn't, they don't have the wild mouse anymore. Uh, R.I.P. Monster Mouse. Uh, they do have Wooden Warrior which is a Gravity Group Junior Wood Coaster that they built. It has the uh, Timberliner trains. Uh, it was actually the first coaster to get them. And it is super good for a tiny ride that's like 40 feet tall and 1,300 feet long. It's probably got like nine airtime hills. And it, it tracks fantastic. My mom loved it. My wife loved it. Like They were like, this is the best ride. This is great. This is like everything you could possibly ask for in a wood coaster, especially one that's tiny. Like it's it's like a little palm sized wooden roller coaster, and yet it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, so Quasi, if you're in if you're in New England, uh, definitely you know, gotta stop at Quasi and at the compounds for sure. Um, the next day we made the trip out to Rye Playland, which I have not been to in 14 years. So it's been a really long time. Um, even when I was living in New England, I would usually I had like a really bad car. I had this 92 Buick Park Avenue that would shudder at speed. So, like, when you would go on the freeway and try and do 60, like, it would just try to shake itself to death. It was horrible. So I just never went to Rye as a result. I just kind of went to work and back. <laughs> uh, Rye is a great park. The entire thing is a national historic landmark. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Big, like, mm -hmm. Big is in Rye. Like, that's where all the stuff happens. Um, that's where he goes to the fortune-telling machine and uh, they get their personality switched, and all that stuff happens in Rye. Rye is a gorgeous park. It's beautiful. The Art Deco architecture in that park is outrageous. It's super good. Uh, the only problem with the park is that it doesn't really have any good roller coasters. Uh, in fact, it has actively terrible ones for the most part. <clears throat> we went on Superflight, which is a Bellari from Zamperla, which is a flying coaster. 
my friend Mark, who I did the first uh, uh, immersive irony experience part- podcast with, takes credit for having designed that ride on a, a napkin years ago. Like he's like, I, I came up with it. And he was really proud of it up until they actually built one. <laughs> And then everyone was like, that was you, and he doesn't talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, it's, they're hideous rides. Um, they basically, like we were talking about, you know, rides that feel like you're in a trash can rolling down a hill. You basically, you get put in a cage, and then they shake the cage, and that's what it feels like. And you don't, there's, there's never enough room between you and, like, the walls of the cage so that you're, like, pinned, so that you don't feel like being thrown against the cage walls. You're just kind of like tossed around in the cage, and then the ride's over. And uh, not good. I would not suggest it to anybody. Uh, but we had to do it to credit. And then my wife did not have the Wild Mouse there, so we did the Wild Mouse. We did their two dark rides. The Wild Mouse was okay. We should mention that. The two dark rides uh, that are the classics, there's a, the Flying Witch and Zombie Castle, which are like super old school, just like get in it and there's a bunch of stunts and they go wild and there's lots of like decapitations and screaming and <laughs> it's so good it's wonderful the only zombie castle. yeah zombie castle is like it's it's big. like flying witch is like super huge and wild and like the paint job on the exterior and all the little animatronic things that are moving are so cool uh, we missed <coughs> the old mill they have an old mill there that sally did redid about 15 years ago and like put these elf things in so it has like animatronics and like a dragon and we ended up like by the time we got to it there was like a one it just was went to ride that was fun um oh they have they have a racing derby uh, cedar point has a racing derby blackpool has a racing derby and Rye has a racing derby. hey alan ever seen a racing derby before it oh. looks like a carousel but it's not <clears throat> Hey, Alan, one second. Your audio is sounding really far away, so make sure your uh, microphone is near you. Yep. Yeah, hello. Yeah, no, yeah, better? yeah, you sound good. You, it was just kind of going, like, really far away, really close, so just make sure. I, cool. I feel like the headset's, like, slipping off my head. That's so. very possible. We're, 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 we're going long <laughs> and hard here, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so, so the racing derby rides, uh, Cedar Point has one, and it's good. The one that's at Rye is outrageous. Like, they run it at twice the speed of the Cedar Point one. It's so fast. And it, it actually, like, it, it, it's like a physical thing that you have to do. And the most amazing part is they have attendants that jump on and off the ride while it's moving. And they have this tilt to their bodies where they have to lean into, like, the centrifugal force of the attraction as it's spinning at full speed. And uh, I love it. Why are, why are the attendants jumping on and off the ride? To, like, help people. I mean, the ride is, the ride is physically intense. Like, the one that's at Cedar Point, you just kind of sit on it. Like, this one, it's mandatory that you put your left foot on the bottom peg and your right foot on the top peg. That way you can lean into it as it's moving because it goes so much faster. Like, you literally, like, it's trying to buck you off. I think I showed that video to you, Jeff, about the attendants who are yeah. like... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's super gnarly that they allow that still. I don't know how they do it, but God bless them. God bless them. <laughs> I, that would be, like, the most yeah, fun. I, lo- I, lo- I love those rides. It's like... There's, there's not many rides out there. There's virtually none in America where they have that sort of thing happen. You see it a lot in Europe. Like, if you see a waltzer ride, which is basically like a, a tilt-a-whirl, they have, you'll see waltzers and you'll see attendants on the waltzers walking around the ride as it's moving, like spinning the cars. 
so that you go like super super fast spinning around um you'll see that but almost never in america there right you still see it which is pretty rad um and the last park we did was the monday when we were flying out on memorial day we did six flags new england and haven't been there in a long time um they just opened one of the new joker coasters which is a sns free fly and it's not very good um it's basically their it's their fourth dimension coaster Oh, and <laughs> it's it's kind of similar to Green Lantern at Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's it's a little bit different because it doesn't have the front to back or back to back seating like that one does. It's got separated cars, but overall, it's really not my favorite kind of ride. It's it's short. You don't really see where you're going. You're flipping around pretty wildly, but it feels pointless. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we did that was new to us, to all of us, was. Wicked Cyclone, which is the old Riverside Cyclone, which was redone by Rocky Mountain for, I think, uh, two seasons ago, possibly. Either last season or two seasons ago. Same year as they did um, uh, Colossus, they did Wicked Cyclone. Mm-hmm. And Wicked Cyclone came hey, out. Hey, are, the are, they, are they thinking about doing Ghost Rider? Well, GCI just did Ghost Rider. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, that just reopened uh, last year. They, they retracked the whole ride and, and redid like the flying end yeah no it's got new trains and everything no it's it's they're not touching that one for a while probably until it gets ruined yeah not gonna be i always try to be pessimistic with that like running wood coasters in southern california just never seems to work i don't know what it is just never done <laughs> well hey no the the giant dipper at belmont is still going strong out in san diego that's true that's true and you know what? it runs pretty well too part of that might be because it has lightweight fiberglass trains that's my guess but i don't know it's okay it, it definitely is not, like, rough or bad or anything like that. Um, it's the only one that you can point at out there. Because the stuff that, that Magic Mountain has always had has been terrible. Always. Yeah. And, and, and Ghost Rider had, remember, like, a really good, Remember like, Cyclone with the... Oh, God. You that remember was, like, Cyclone with the P? Horrible. That ride was horrible. Terrible. Terrible ride. I've heard, I've heard that... It was. It was, it was literally now. so awful. Yeah, Cyclone so Joe, the- Joe, the whole thing about Cyclone at Magic Mountain was that it was it was like the original Cyclone at Coney Island, except it was reversed. Oh, but no. for some reason, it was just so ridiculously rough. Like I don't know what they did, but like Six Flags just completely ruined it. It's like it's like Son of Beast territory. Oh boy, you know I mean, like I I really liked uh, Apocalypse, which is weird because that was yeah, good. Apocalypse was decent when I wrote it. I've heard it's bad now, though. <clears throat> I've heard it's gone to hell. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's gotten it's gotten really rough. I wrote it like two years ago. It's gotten really rough. You know oh. who built the trains for Cyclone? Who? B and M. Really? Fact. Yeah, they they were horrible trains. They actually used to put them on backwards on uh, Colossus for like Halloween or something like that too. Sounds they were right. they were ultra heavy. Like they clearly did not know what they were doing with wood coasters. What a surprise! But it showed. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> Wicked Cyclone is really good, really good. Um, I was a big fan of the Riverside Cyclone when I was a kid. Um, that ride was probably the most overall violent ride that I ever went on. Uh, that was still good. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it sucks that the original version's gone, but it hasn't been the same since about 2002. Anyways, when they started revamping aspects of that ride so at this point to have a new steel coaster that's really good it has a ton of airtime. it's got three inversions um the end of that ride is is really solid uh you know we were we had some rain that was going on so that i think loosened up the train a little bit had it run a little bit faster it was really really good i would highly recommend that 
Um, Superman, Ride of Steel there, which is an Intamin Hyper, was running really well at Six Flags. Um, we did a couple other things that was there. There's a there's VR on their um, on their Vacoma SLC. We skipped that. Mm. It probably wasn't even operating with the VR because of the rain, so not not a real loss. And we did Houdini because you have to do Houdini when you're at Six Flags New England. Oh uh, Houdini! Yeah. Oh yeah, Houdini. <laughs> Houdini there was actually Houdini really at, good. Do they still have uh, Houdini at Six Flags New Jersey? Yes, yes. The the New England one though that is one. they. With the New Jersey one, they got rid of the screen that descended from the ceiling and the projector, and they changed it out to being a like a plasma TV. And then like most <laughs> of the oh, phones weren't working. When we went into Houdini at Six Flags New England, it was crisp. It looked beautiful inside. Everything worked. They still had the screen. They still used a projector. It looked awesome. Uh, and it ran really well. It looked good. It looked like it was being taken good care of. So I have nothing bad to say about that situation loved it uh loved awesome it. houdini's great so that was that was the memorial day trip uh, um last weekend i did another trip where i went to holiday world and that was hollywood nights which is kind of the it's like the gathering of the juggalos for the coastal <laughs> world yeah, there's, there's very no literally yes yes i think that's a great way to put it <laughs> yeah there's there's certain things that were like you know there's a call that goes out and and people are just like like they just know that they have to return and that's one of those things is is hollywood nights and it, it really appeals to a sort of specific subgroup like a lot of the people that are into roller coasters and some of the people that are listening to this may not be necessarily coaster people and not really know what that that subgroup is like some people don't like you know the really intense wooden roller coasters that were being built in the 90s my wife's not a big fan so she doesn't go um, she really likes the Intamin rides. She likes Rocky Mountain Coaster stuff. But when it comes to like CCI and gravity groups, like super hardcore stuff, it's not her bag. If it is your bag, like me, then going to Holiday World for Hollywood Nights is like, it's the pinnacle. It's like everything you can possibly ask for in Coasterdom. If you gave me Voyage as I wrote it last weekend and, you know, at night with no break on the block break, to slow you down and you're like this is the only ride you ever get to ride again i'd be, I'd be totally okay with that i wouldn't even miss anything else i'd be like yep i have this <laughs> i i will die riding this that's, that's I don't pretty care. wild man it's 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 about it's about have, have both of you been on voyage yet yeah together oh okay absolutely we were on it together yeah this is like <laughs> try to think how to put it I have a friend of mine who I actually uh, was hanging out with quite a bit, Mike. And Mike's a real old-timer. Like, Mike is old enough as an old-timer to have joined Ace in, like, 81. Like, he's an old, old dude. Like, like even, you know, like, like, even, like, other old people are like, yeah, Mike's an old-timer. Like, real old-timer. And, um, you know, he, he kind of ranks them on, like, a, sched- like a 1 to 10 scale of Voyage. And there's, like, everything else in the whole world that he's ever been on. <laughs> But then there's Voyage. And it was like running at like an 8.5 for him. He has really high expectations of Voyage. It was good. It was really good. Night rides on Voyage, you know. Man, come on. I can only imagine. Come on. It's, yeah. When, you, I know. when you come screaming out of the triple down and you can't see anything, it's just like noise and things happening, you know. It's a horror movie. I, I'm salivating right now. Like I like I get I get the people that are like I love immersive experiences, but like I have I have a really high like 
threshold for stimulus. Like I need a lot to like take me over that level. And like pretty much all, the only stuff that really does it are the wood coasters at Holiday World and like a select group of other rides. Maybe 10, 10 coasters, almost all of which are wooden. Hmm. Are, and are, back are, in the day, back I mean back in the day, back in the Paramount days when uh, when they you know when Beast didn't have as many lights as it did and it didn't have as many brakes and you went into that final helix. I mean that was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. And like it's it's noisy and it's loud and stuff is happening and your body's getting tossed around and you're like this is this is great. Like Voyage is like that. Like that feeling for a solid minute. We're just nonstop and it's faster and wilder and crazier. And and the best part is that park has two other wood coasters that are basically along the same lines because you've got Raven and you have Legend and they're all like insanely like violent same kind of ultra intensity and uh man they were so good uh the only downside so was yeah. yeah the only downside was that on the second day of the ERT um voyage was closed up until the last 30 minutes so a lot of people left huh. so when it reopened then we got on it uh they were having issues with the uh, the sensors i mean it it's supposed to run with the block brake being completely on and stopping the train dead before you hit the triple down so when they turn that off, all of a sudden the train's like picking up like five seconds. They're, you know, th- the whole computer system starts freaking out like, what's happening? What's happening? Why is the train here? Why is the train going this far forward into the brakes? Um, but eventually they got it figured out, and I got three more rides in on Saturday. I got a bunch on Friday. I pretty much was only there for ERT because I've been to Holiday World a lot of times. Um, oh, there's also uh, Thunderbird, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's named after really bad bum wine, and <laughs> it actually has it has, a, it has a pretty decent amount of theming to it, and uh-huh. it's a really good wing coaster from B and M. Good, but unfortunately for me, uh, it's in the same park as Raven, Legend, and Voyage, so I just ride those. Yes, and uh, I ended up with like all sorts of bruises and cuts, and uh, I'm still sore several days later, but it was totally worth it. Did you get Did you get to do the uh, water coasters? I skipped it. I did the water okay. park a couple years ago for okay. the ERT. Okay. This year, I was just like, I just wanted to get down there and, and just ride Voyage. Like, I'm like, I know Voyage is going to have to break off. It's all I care about. I wake up like, I'm like Voyage, 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 Voyage. So voyage the next again. question we have, Jeff and I have, yeah. is very simple. It's how much did you ride Gobbler Getaway? Not once. Damn I it. God damn it! <laughs> I was I was told that they replaced the fur on the cat that the grandma holds. What? So it's not longer so, like. So, so now it's not like a bald spot. So for people <laughs> who've never heard of Gobbler Getaway, it's this insane. It's <laughs> the greatest thing in the world. It's incredible. So Sally built this dark ride in their Thanksgiving section across from where Voyage is, and you don't shoot turkeys. You like shoot targets to call turkey. It's, a, it's a turkey caller, and. So when my wife and I went to Hollywood Nights for her <laughs> trip to this park, how many years ago? Like five or six years ago, the ride had been like weirdly broken down the whole time. And then when we finally got on it, like none of the none of the stuff worked. And like the animatronic grandma in the rocking chair that tells you like the story of the ride in the pre-show. Line, yeah, yeah, she was broken, so there was just like oh. audio happening. And then like there was one point in the ride where there was like water all over the floor. And there's like an attendant sitting on a stool and we went past her and the ride started to slow down a ton. So clearly like her only purpose <laughs> sitting there was to like push the car through when it stopped. Oh no. Oh my so goodness. My, so my wife was not a big fan of Gobbler Got Away. I had significantly better rides years later, but uh, 
No, I skipped it this time. I was I could have been on it, um, but I had I had other priorities at that part. Gobbler Basically. getaway is pretty legit. It's so good. They they did get for this year. Yeah. World, uh, they got a hus. Um, oh, they Calypso. got yeah when, yeah Calypso. So like Tiki Twirl or and then it's called Fireworks or Firecracker or something Firecracker. like that, right? And it, yeah. it's which actually is oh, it Firecracker? I don't I don't that. remember. If it's Firecracker, then they've already used that name before for a roller coaster at the same park. Yeah. So it's not very original, but you know whatever they can do what they want to. Um, and they were running it at full speed for the ERT session. Which I've, I don't think I've ever been on one of those at full speed. It was good. It was they, bouncy. They rebuilt it. Like they rebuilt that ride. Yeah. Oh yeah. They did do a lot of work to it. It was sitting in a field at Fun Spot in Angola, Indiana. Um, That's nuts. For like five years, and they they picked it up. There was a bunch of rides that got saved out of that place. There's a troika over at troika 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 troika. troika. <laughs> yeah. So so anyways, that ride was there. It looked really good. They had a really nice LED light set up on it. Um, I like I like Holiday World. I do. I, re- I really I just like the wood coasters. But the wood coasters are so good; it makes up for like all the other issues that I might have with the park. Like yeah, I like, the, I like the free, yeah, I, I like, like the free Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, free drinks. They have free Big Red. Like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, so so Lake Compounds and Holiday World both have free soft drinks. I should mention that to people. They have free oh, soft Lake Compounds does. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. It's the best. Like you go in and you're like, I want Sprite, and you just like grab a cup and you drink from it. Um, and then, so the last park that I did was on that trip. Uh, since I don't know what's going on with my job at the moment and whether or not I will still be residing in the state of Michigan past X date in the future, I was like, I might as well go. I stopped in Evansville. I drove through Owensboro, Kentucky, and eventually got to the park called Beach Bend. Which is in Boulder. Oh yes, yes. And <clears throat> Beach Bend is like a classic permanent carnival. Uh, um, it pretty much like all portable rides, like all trailer-based rides. Um, it's it's an interesting park. It's an amusement park slash water park slash uh, racetrack facility with a drag strip and an oval track slash campground. Like it, it gives you everything you could ever possibly want in terms of like rural American goodness and it, it just mashes it together and it hands it to you in this one convenient package. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I was there. I, I spent probably five hours in transit to and from to go there for 50 minutes. I rode Kentucky rumbler, which is their GCI coaster twice. It was good. Um, nice. It had the, it had the slowest operations I've ever seen on any ride. And I've been to a lot of places to see, glacial operations the way they were running it was the train would come back they'd open the lap bars everyone would leave the train and then everyone would have to leave the platform and then once everyone left the platform then the attendant would check everybody's height and they checked everyone's height not just like kids but like me (laughs) and like full-grown adults and then they would talk to us for a little while and then they would open the gates and we got on the train and then we put on our seat belts and then they would check the seat belts like one at a time, and like they would pull really hard on the seatbelt. So we were basically like, we were we were in that train, we were definitely in that train. And then after they did that, then they would hit the lap bar button and drop the lap bars and check those. And then finally we dispatch. So it was like ten minutes that took them to dispatch one train for that coaster. And uh, it's a good ride. It's a decent GCI. It it doesn't do anything like particularly spectacular. Kind of reminds you of like when Wildcat was good. 
is is how I would define that specific ride. But um, okay. you know, it's uh, it's decent. Um, the only other things I did there, I did they have a new SBF spinning coaster for kids called Spinning Out Dragon Wagon, which literally collapsed with people on it last year. Um, oh, <laughs> that was a mistake on there. They probably should have done. Yeah, they didn't apparently bolt it like or like the bolts just like tore out of it and it just like fell apart. Like the train like plunged to the ground like six feet. Just classic beach bend. And then uh, I also did their drop tower, which is an ARM drop tower. And ARM drop towers are terrifying, super terrifying. They they feel um, they feel you know like the Intamins like feel a little bit like stiffer, like a little bit stronger, a little more more sturdy of a ride. ARMs are basically built for for the portable industry. Even ones like this, which is it's a permanent one, it's 147 feet tall, but it still has like everything kind of feels not flimsy, but feels lighter. Which makes sense because it's got to fit on a trailer. It goes up extremely slow up the tower. And when you get to the top, it just basically the way the whole car, it hits the top and it hits a pin and that releases the, the vehicle. It hits free fall. Mm-hmm. And the braking is so late. Like you probably break 10 feet from the ground. So you're the, like if you're used to what the gyro drop does at King's Island uh-huh. and you ride this, like you basically spend like the last half second of the ride going stop, 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 stop. And then finally it hits stop. And then you're like, Wow. Okay, that was horrifying. <laughs> and then you exit. Um, but that was pretty much it. I've been to the park before. I've done their dark ride, which is not that great. I did their antique cars, which is not that great. They have a spinning mouse, which is not that great. Um, they have a really cool pro slide uh, set of uh, water coasters, which they got last year, which I skipped. Mm-hmm. And they also have the pirate ship, which belonged to Michael Jackson. Oh and- shit! Oh my. <laughs> And and it plays uh, thriller all the time. Ooh, that's uh, awkward. Yeah, and it has it has a plaque, and it's like this is like the Michael Jackson Memorial Us Pirate Ship. <laughs> and it's like this was at this was at uh, was it what was this thing called Neverland? This was yeah. at Neverland. Like, yeah, Neverland like, Ranch. Imagine, imagine you spend like twenty five thousand dollars on a used ride, and you're like, oh my god, we're going to totally market the hell out of this. Like, come on, guys. That that's yeah. beach bend. That's so beach bend. So, um, anyways, I saw a lot of people. Um, I don't know how many of them will ever listen to this, but uh, Alex Nagel from PTC. I wrote a lot with him. Uh, my buddy Mike Saunders, Sean Flaherty, who's on the podcast. Yep. Uh, Chris Trotter, Rob Ackerman out there in Twitterland. He'll never listen to this, but whatever. Um, so many people. Um, Captain Morgan. Shout out to Captain Morgan. Um, <laughs> God, yeah. Rob Rob Ackerman had he had his campsite set up, which I didn't I didn't get to go see it. Um, he and his friends all set up his campsite with these like huge colored LEDs, and you could see it from the turnaround, like like the the big like turn drop on Legend. You could like see into the trees and see this like glowing green thing off the, of the, le- the Legend. <laughs> yeah, and then the, yeah. on the Legend, really. Yeah, you like, wow. so like on Legend. You're like everyone. Like the whole time, he's like, "We gotta see if we can find the campsite. Like if we can see it from here." Not, not the, not Raven. <laughs> yeah, Legend. Yeah, Legend, Legend. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. So uh, shout out to them for uh, for doing that. I wish I could party with them, but there was like a gate check thing at the campground, which I thought lame. was lame. Yeah. Um, God, there was a lot of people there. There's a lot of. I mean, it's a coaster event, so there's always people. Um, 
and it was cool. It was good times. And uh, there you go. Any questions about these about these parts? <laughs> I've talked to Alan enough. Jeff, do you have any questions? How far away from like, uh, or how far away is Lake Compounds from from the the New York Finger Lake district? Um, probably about like two hours, I would guess. Like if well, oh, no, 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 Finger Lakes. You're thinking of like Central New York, right? You're not thinking of like yes. uh, Lake George. Oh, uh, it's probably like four and a half. No, like, yeah, no. probably like four and a half. No. I would guess. I mean, basically, if you go and take uh, 90 straight over, then drop mm-hmm. down on, I think it's 87, whatever the, whatever runs south from Albany, um, you can kind of basically need to work your way over to I-84. And once you get on I-84, it's exit 31. It's not bad. I mean, and then if you go there, like Quasi is legit 20 minutes away off of I-84 also. So it really works out. Finger Lakes, if you're going to the Finger Lakes to do parks, Water Safari that's number one and uh it's a bizarre park i've never been there actually but i've heard nothing but awesome things it's old concrete slides and a sky ride and some random flats and um uh something like idlewild where they have like a fair uh storybook park and then you gotta at least do the Laughland dark ride over at um sylvan beach before it closes down forever because that's like inevitable mm. that place looks rough that's yeah, rough. Is, that, is that imminent uh, if it's not, it's, it's shocking. I thought I was going to th- go through the floorboards of the station on their coaster. Oh, jeez. Like, they, they have a rotor that's there. If you've ever been on a rotor before. Um, yes, yes, to- yes. I, I'm a, I, was a frequent, I was a frequent visitor of the old Geauga Lake rotor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, they do have a rotor, but it doesn't have a cover on it, so it looks super faded. And the park had, like, like instead of, like, uh, like a proper roof, they had um, tarps over the roof of buildings. The arcades are really nice, though, and the fascination there is good. So I'll say that in, in, in oh, favor yeah. of Sylvan Beach. I was yeah, just there last Labor Day. Cool. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask you guys questions. I just Yay. talked for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you talked for like 40 minutes straight. So Yeah. Uh, Jeff, let's start off with our little trip, shall we? Okay, do you want to do Cedar Point first, or do you want to skip Cedar Point? Well, I talked Cedar Point a little bit on our last show. I'm opening my LaCroix right now. So okay. Ugh, there we go. Then, uh, so, I mean, do you want to add anything? Do, do you want to add anything to Cedar Point? Yeah, let me just, let me just do Cedar Point, yeah, real quick. Um, How great was so, Mount? I mean, the, <laughs> yes, I mean, that, that was mostly what I was going to add. Um, so, I <laughs> and mean, the and thing, same for the thing Alan, with me, too. Yes, yeah, yes, definitely, good. so... Yeah. Um, so the thing, I mean, I enjoy, um, you know, these kind of amusement parks for not only the big, awesome roller coasters, but also the to get on the rides that you're not able to go on other places. So for Cedar Point, it's Cedar Downs and it's Tiki Twirl. Um, you know, I always love uh, Witch's Wheel and Matterhorn, which I know Witch's Wheel is not is not unique, but it's Super one of my Himalaya. favorites. Himalaya 64. Yeah. <laughs> well, Super Himalaya is one of the Music Express sort of models, so you see those everywhere. But you don't see Matterhorn. Matterhorn, you don't see that kind of model very many places. Um, so it was a joy to go on those rides again. And, you know, obviously the roller coasters. I had, you know, there were no new roller coasters because I was on Val Raven last year. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I just enjoy, like, all the roller coasters they're building, Val Raven, Gatekeeper, uh, Maverick, are just, you know, top of the class. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, I absolutely love those rides. And then, you know, Melt is fantastic that it's there with the old disaster transport signs and the Banshee signs. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, that that is a Cedar Point fan's wet dream is that place right there. And the food's amazing. And it's a proper sit down. And they have a full drink menu. And, and, and. and they have they have all of the old height signs with the tar- cartoon characters, including the demon drop sign, which was the best one. It's, it's yeah. everything you ever could have asked for. Like, in terms of an upgrade for a restaurant, I don't think there's anything even comparable to go from, like, Joe Cool Cafe to that. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It really is truly, like, I, I mentioned that to Jeff and uh, Jeff's cousin, Andrew, when I came back, is, like, I went to the restroom, and the restroom was, like, going into a 1980s Catholic school, like, restroom. Yes, and and it's yeah. just like it's like awesome new place, really old awkward place. It's like you guys need to really work on this, like the whole everything. But like what no, what, that, Mel, uh, what what's great is Melt does is they go into a place, they embrace the history, and then they they just do what they do really well. And it sounds like they're still having some yes. issues with scaling up, which I get. Still, I think uh, Thrill Geek had some service issues, but they love the food. We didn't have any service issues. I don't know about you, Alan. Um, we were on really quiet days, of course. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we had, like, just random stuff on TV. We were watching random episodes of Teen Titans. And um, yeah. some dude came and, and in. And women's softball. Yeah, and then, like, some dude's like, are you going to have the Pens game on? And they're like, yeah, we'll have the Pens game. I was like, okay, I'll be back in a little bit. Can I get chocolate milk? So it's like kind of one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, not I, I remember that. Yeah. The, it, the it, Pens it, game was on in like three hours. It's like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? He's like, yeah, the Pens game on. So like, but it got to the point like that was so good. I'm like, for, di- for dinner, do you want to go there again? And, and Andrew and like Jeff are like, no. <laughs> but yeah, go somewhere else. No, but I, I love the, uh, I mean, Alan, you were talking about the Joe Cool transformation. I mean, that's, that's the equivalent of like turning Pizza Fari into a Delmonico's. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's it's an outrageous upgrade, and uh, it's almost criminal that they had people go to Joe Cool Cafe last year. It was when a you tar- compare like what's there now. <laughs> it's it's a target. People, it's people a target. Wandered in there. It's a target like Pizza Hut, like like that 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 Target fast food cafe they have in every Target with the Pizza Hut like single individual pizzas. That's all it was, and now it has a full bar and this awesome food it's ridiculous it's it's just mind-blowingly good and just as good as the other locations it's it shouldn't exist it's too good for this world yes which means it's going to close at the end of the season so go now of course yeah (laughs) it's actually closing tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) it was a good run yeah r.i.p yeah live fast die young melt there we go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Pennsylvania. Yeah, let's move on to Pennsylvania. So you picked me up on a Friday after work. Uh, they kicked me out of work early. So you you picked me up and I was hungry and you were hungry and we were driving through Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have to touch on this story because it's so good. But we're driving, oh, starving, and we're like, we need to sit down and get something to eat. Okay, 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 okay. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. Like five minutes, like five minutes after we just passed like a big like fast food like restaurant uh, stop, with like the only McDonald's for like five hours. It's like, <laughs> oh damn it! And then we're like, and then Jeff's like, or I'm like, you know what? We need a beer. So, I'm I I, I was like googling on my phone, actually on my uh, my laptop because I was I tethered it so. Uh, I'm like, so about like 20 minutes from now, 
there's a rest stop area, and we can go to Applebee's. And Jeff's like, Applebee's? I don't like Applebee's. So we decided to go to Applebee's, and I'm hyping Applebee's for like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I want right now? I want some... I want some mozzarella sticks. I want some two for 20 oh. menu items. I want some chicken tenders. I want some Applebee's. So I was, about, I was about to, I was about to strangle you too. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the best, the, the best part of that whole drive was like, we were in freaking nowheresville, Pennsylvania, and you were on your uh, laptop with the GPS. And like, we would look at every single stop on the highway that's in front of us. And you'd be yes. like, yeah, nope, no food there. Nope, not here. Do you want to go to Subway? Nope. No more. Do you, do you want to go to Subway nope. or a travel lodge? <laughs> like, do you, want to, <laughs> do you want to go to the the only Burger King in fifty miles? Uh, probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was literally like <laughs> for like thirty miles. It was like a Subway or like the travel lodge bubble gum machine. Yeah, it was real bad. So we're like, this is the location. We're stopping here. We're going to Applebee's. So we went to Applebee's. We had mozzarella sticks. We got the two for twenty deal. We got mozzarella sticks. Jeff got the burger. I got some chicken tenders. We had a beer. I had two beers. It was we watched. Pain, it was painfully mediocre. Painfully mediocre. We we pre uh, we we researched uh, the next uh, two theme parks we're going to. We enjoyed the terrible Mets game we were watching. The terrible Mets game we were watching, and um, we left. And I, I also remember the ride of me, those <laughs> girls, we, we sat, we sat to, we, uh, sat next to these, uh, women, uh, uh, to the right of me. And they were like talking about these guys who were walking in who they thought were like firemen or something. And then they like moved down another chair from where I sat. And I'm like, I, I showered today. It's like, what's going on here? So yeah, so that was a good time. So we get into the, did we, where do we stay on Friday night? The Econo Lodge? Red Roof Inn. Oh, the Red Roof Inn in, in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg <laughs> East, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is one of the newfangled ones that sort of look like the new Pop Century resorts where you got that fake uh, wood paneling floor and that modern headboard. So we don't care. L- luckily, the, um, the uh, vending machine... Uh, accepted Apple Pay, so I got like a uh, thing of Gatorade, which was amazing. Um, yeah, I remember. That, that was great. So Apple Pay, Gatorade, passed out. So I wake up at like 2 a.m. to what could only be described as the loudest person next to us having sex in the world. Knocking. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, it was a very quick session because it ended after like four minutes or so or five minutes. And then I just pass back out, and then we wake up, we're packed, and then we head to Hershey Park. And Hershey Park, I've not been to in probably seven, eight years. Easy, Jeff? Yeah, I think I think we went in 07 was the last time we went to Hershey. Yeah, we haven't been in a long, 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 long time. So, yeah, we went there, and it was just like deja vu, just of like parking there and they're like have a sweet day and i'm like oh yes i remember this it's so good yes <laughs> so <clears throat> so we got we get and there it bear, and it bears, it bears mentioning it bears <clears throat> mentioning before we start that we w- with our three parks cedar point kennywood hershey park we completely lucked out with the weather and the attendance 
It was ridiculous. Like the the weather was threatening all three days. The weather was threatening to rain, which convinced everyone to not go to the park, even on Memorial Day weekend. So we had practically a half full park all three times. It was the most ideal conditions. And it, and it ended up not raining that much. The sun was out most of the day, but it didn't rain that much. But it was the most ideal conditions for an amusement park. It was fantastic. Yeah. So um, we get to Hershey. So our main goal, three rides we haven't been on yet. Sky Rush, Fire, Fahrenheit, and then Laugh, uh, laugh Track. Yeah, Laugh Track. Mm-hmm. Laugh Track, yeah. So Sky Rush. <laughs> thigh Crush. Yeah, Thigh Crush. Uh, that was a ride I rode on the... I think I was in. The, we were in like the second to last row, and I was on like the outside, left outside car. The first time we rode, like we didn't even wait. We just walked right on. Um, uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts? We'll start with you. I it was it was so painful. Like we, I I, I don't get like. Do people test these things? Like how can you not tell that like this is going to crush people? But you mean the restraints. Yes, the restraints. Like it, it is. It was. It was so painful. I don't remember. Like literally, since like the like B and M or Vacoma stand-up coasters, was I this uncomfortable on a ride? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the crazy thing is like if they just built a standard, normal ass like like hyper coaster, that'd probably be pretty badass. But instead, they're like, oh well. We'll drop the restraints above, and we'll lock them in place, and they'll come down eventually five inches over the whole ride. And yeah, that was. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was not. Let's great. talk about how how messed up everything is with Sky Rush. Okay, it's, there's so many things that are bad that they did. Like number one, the station. So so yeah. Sky Rush has four cross trains, and you know, it, so there's a lot of people, and it has wing seating, kind of sorta. Mm-hmm. In that you have no floor for half of the seats in the row on the outside, but then you have a floor in the middle, and then you only come in from one side. And you exit from the same side. And you exit from the same side, so it's just a complete cluster anytime that train comes back in when they're trying to like get dispatched. And then there's the restraints. Plus the uh, right... <clears throat> Plus, the ride attendants at Hershey Parks aren't exactly expert level, so they weren't filling the trains. Like there would be, there would be all these rows of two, where there's just two people, two people, two people, two people, and then two empty seats. And like that, that was pretty much the norm, though, for Hershey Park. They weren't exactly, you know, 100% with the ops. Yeah, they're they're not they're they're definitely not perfect there. There's there's a lot in terms of like, and also because like you've got these cubicle sort of things, like your little cubbies you put stuff into that are on that same side as where you enter. So it's just a huge cluster every time it comes back in. Um, it's a pretty short ride. It doesn't have like a helix section, but I'm kind of okay with that. I, 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 I was glad it was a short I spent a, an amount of time, and I eventually came up with a riding position. Actually, my friend Kyle did. Um, and we went with him to Six Flags and all this stuff in New England. We were with him at Hershey last August. And he came up with this riding position that for us seemed to kind of work where like instead of holding on to the, the restraint like on the bar in the front where you're supposed to, we held it from the bottom because huh. like the whole the whole thing like comes from overhead, this lap bar. And it basically mm-hmm. hooks up into your crotchal area like with like a knife mm-hmm. edge. And the yes. forces that's impart, that are imparted by that ride are absurd. Like the negative G force on that ride is completely outrageous 
completely it's totally wrong it's a miracle it hasn't killed anybody i honestly i honestly <laughs> cannot believe that there has not been a death on sky rush like the first time we wrote it we're like how has no one died how has no one been killed on this and i guess it's because it holds you in by this knife edge along the the crotch and and thighs the middle of the thighs uh, kind of thing yeah we we somehow figured out how we could write it and it didn't hurt that bad and we ended up like riding it repeatedly. Like we had like eight rides at night while our wives just sat and watched us. Um, <laughs> I love Sky Rush. I think it's crazy. I think it's nuts. Uh, I think it's probably my favorite steel coaster. And I know that there's like there's a few people that feel that way, and there's a whole lot of people that do not. Your favorite period? A steel coaster. Like wood coasters are a different universe. And, so like like, like even better than Maverick or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, better than Expedition G-Force, better than any of the B&M hypers. That's, wow. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's completely, it has, it has no filler whatsoever. It basically just tries to kill you, and you try to survive, <laughs> and then that's the end of the ride. And, uh, you know, like I said, I have, I, have a high, I have a high, you know, threshold. I need a lot. So when a, when a ride <laughs> actively tries to kill me at that level, I'm impressed. That's something. Jeff, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, I just, I just can't disconnect the uncomfortability of those restraints. Like, it, I mean, it, it basically felt like, you know, the old Outer Limits flight of fear when they had over-the-shoulder restraints. I mean, that's how uncomfortable it was. So I can't, you know, I, I, as good as the ride was, which had it had, you know, actually good restraints, I think it would have been an awesome ride. But I just couldn't. I just couldn't pay attention to it because I was thinking, "Oh my God, this is so painful." I feel like I'm like, I'm like benching like like six hundred pounds on my like thighs right now. Yeah, no, I totally understand. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm not like. I, I, it's not like I don't see like why people dislike it. Um, and really, you shouldn't have to learn to ride anything. But for me, like the value of trying to learn how to ride that ride was, was worth it. There's no way, I don't know how anyone can hold their hands up on that thing the whole way either. That thing is nuts. Like I tried to do it once on the first drop and it, it broke me in half. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. That is never, I'm not doing I'm, that. I'm actually, I'm actually, a, I'm actually a torso talking to you right now. <laughs> the legs, the legs are still in the last, in the back seat of that thing. Yeah, back left on that ride is so gnarly, so unbelievably gnarly. It is. <laughs> it's actually, I would say, one thing. I'll, one last thing I'll say about this, and I'll let you guys get back to talking about before I interrupt you again, invariably. Um, you know, <laughs> there, there's an issue with, with roller coasters, and RMC and Intamin both kind of are like at the, the forefront of this, where like they've made roller coasters into this extreme experience when they're really just amusement rides at parks. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not for the best. Like you really shouldn't be subjecting average human beings to like negative, like significant negative G force. It's probably a bad idea. It's probably why people keep dying on rides. In fact, I know it, it's obviously why people keep getting thrown off of these things. But right for me personally, like I don't know. It's good. I enjoy it. So I'm a wild man. What can I say? Hmm. There you go. Sky rush. <laughs> I need to hear about Fahrenheit next. And. Uh, <clears throat> and 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 uh, was it laugh track? I need, laugh track. I need laugh info. Yeah. So uh, Fahrenheit. Yes. Fahrenheit. Well, we rode next. Uh, we rode Skyrush twice. Then we went right to Fahrenheit. Um, we rode Fahrenheit twice again. Uh, we just kind of rode wherever we wanted to. I think we rode back, like second to back row, and then like somewhere in the middle, second time or something like that. Jeff, sound familiar? 
Um, I think we did like second row and then second to back row, okay. from what I recall. Um, I really liked Fahrenheit. I do, I do too. <clears throat> I really enjoyed that ride. I thought the uh, the fake out before that first almost uh, pretzel roll kind of like pretzel inversion, like how it turns you to the left and but oh no mind you're just going to the right uh, was kind of stupidly good. Um, I I really the, liked that ride. The, uh, the back that, that that's. <laughs> That, yeah, that sort of that back and around in, inversion that they had before the Cobra roll was was fantastic. It's one of my favorite inversions of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. That was it was just super fun. I'm like nowhere near as good as Maverick in my opinion, but it was damn that was good. Well, see, but what I mean, the thing that I love about Fahrenheit is that it's it's a tamer version of Maverick. So you have like these rides like Maverick or like Skyrush that are for, like, the extreme coaster enthusiasts, right? The people who just love um, uh, extreme G-forces and things like that. But I, I really appreciate how these, these parks will also build these rides that are that are more accessible to, you know, to more people who, who don't like the more extreme sort of versions. So I remember uh, Manta at uh, SeaWorld San Diego is very much like that, even though it doesn't have any, any inversions. But it's very much a family ride, even though it's a launched you know, a uh, Maverick type of, uh, type of, uh, type of deal. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's, it's for like a family audience. So like Fahrenheit is sort of in the middle of Maverick and Manta where, you know, it's, it's far more accessible to a lot more people than Maverick is. Um, and I mean, when they can do that, but still make a ride that's that enjoyable, like I really appreciate that. So kudos to them for doing such a good job. Yeah. The only weird thing was, uh, I think we're talking about is like, I really like the, the load station. It looks nice. It just doesn't fit into the rides. And that seems to be a theme with, uh, yeah. Yeah. With Hershey. That's that, that was the thing. Yeah. That was the thing with Hershey is like, they, they have themes sometimes, but they don't theme the load station to, 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 you know, to what the ride is supposed to be. So like with Fahrenheit, you'd think that, you know, it's, it's about heat. So you'd think that maybe there'd be reds and yellows or oranges or something. But I mean, they don't even they don't even color the load stations it's like what they're th- what they're implying with the theming. It's just odd. Like like they don't they don't even they don't even take one sort of step. Like even even Millennium Force has that load station. That's like the you know, the the 1998 Disneyland Tomorrowland load station um, that, you know, that at least they tried. Dragster um, looks with, like with Hershey. They have. Yeah. Dragster looks like a uh, like a grandstand, the load station. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at least they try somehow. And 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 Maverick is, you know, the the wood station is all wood paneled. You know, I mean, they, you know, even though it's it's very very basic theming, at least it's something. I mean, with 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 Hershey, that they don't even try. They don't even go, you know, to step one and try and try and theme or even color their load stations like what their what their rides are themed to. So that was very odd to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our thoughts on. Fahrenheit, Alan. <laughs> it's a good ride. It's a good ride. You know what? It's. I always find it weird because. You, did you guys go on Storm Runner also? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to oh, Storm Runner. Yeah. They only had, yeah, they only had one train going with Storm Runner, so we only, we could only ride it once. Yeah, they did for me last year, and it was like, we were there on like a Saturday in August. It was the same deal. It was uh, really bad. It was like one train. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. There's been some issues with that ride, but. Um, We'll get to that when you guys get to the Storm Runner. I also want to hear about Laugh Track, which is another ride where the capacity like makes no sense. Yeah. So, 
Laugh track. Um, <laughs> then, then we had the laugh track because we're like, we need to ride all the new rides. We need to ride all the new rides. We need to ride, ride all the new rides. So we get the laugh track, and we have one. We have the second longest wait of the day at laugh track. Um, I think we waited twenty minutes for this ride, and it was the weird thing where they clearly did not design any of the queue appropriately. So they have to, like, shuttle people in to the queue so it's not overloading. Like, they design the ride, and then, like, then all of a sudden the uh, fire department comes in and says, uh, you guys don't have a door here, so you can only fill this queue halfway. And they're like, oh, shit. So they don't do anything to it. So they, they, <laughs> yeah, just, right. they just station people there <laughs> to stand there for long enough. <clears throat> so, like, we were outside of the queue for a while, and then the inside is half full if that and they just pulse people in there um so we get in the laugh track and jeff is pumped thinking this is going to be a laugh track like dark ride themed ride which it is but it isn't yeah i i I was thinking because i i didn't know anything about the ride and and looking at the outside and like with the anticipation i was like this is going to be like a like a wild mouse laugh in the dark experience like this is going to be fantastic so I've seen on-ride video of it, so I knew somewhat to expect, but I also kind of knew what the ride vehicles were. So I was having a good time uh, with the actual ride profile, because that's the first time I've been on that sort of uh, coaster, that style of the spinning uh, wild mouse uh, with the back-to-back um, style. So I really enjoyed it, um, but I also knew what I was expecting for the theming. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts? Uh- uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know what my thoughts are, but it was a huge, huge missed opportunity in terms of the presentation. Uh, I mean, I love the I love the ride profile to death. I mean, I think that's a really cool sort of ride style. Um, but the opportunity they had to sort of create this all new laugh in the dark um, that could be kid friendly, but still like sort of sort of like funhouse themed. Um, but taking you through like, like wild mouse style through these like dark ride sort of fun house sort of, uh, settings and they could have made it multi-level with the building they had. Um, and they just did, it was just, it was just an empty sort of ride with, with lights and like cardboard cutouts of, of clown smiling. I mean, that was it. Um, and it was, I mean, very similar to Exterminator at Kennywood. It was like, there was this buildup, like, oh, oh this is boy. actually going to be a dark ride. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a roller coaster in a darkened building with some lights. Like that was it. So, I mean, that, that would have been so cool had they actually just pulled the trigger and actually went back to sort of a laugh in the dark sort of funhouse style, but had a wild mouse, uh, ride conveyance system. I mean, how cool would that have been? Yeah. Yeah. That's our thoughts on laugh in the dark. Alan, it's uh, you know what? It's kind of like Crush's coaster at Disneyland Paris, where it's grossly the wrong ride for that park in terms of like what it needs to do for throughput. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun, but it's not so great that you feel like you need to ride it again. It's basically it's essentially identical in a lot of ways to Crush's coaster. Like the layout of the actual ride is pretty much exactly the same. That the difference is the pre-lift portion. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's uh, we waited. We had like Q, whatever their fast pass system is there that you pay for, and it's like you don't actually get like a friend of the line for laugh track. You just get to like cut half the queue. Yeah, we still waited half an hour when we were there for. So maybe that's and, not the issue with uh that queue is not uh, fire hazard, but it may be just that queue reservation system thing. 
it's just it's not it's not like the best queue and i don't know it i'd rather have a real fun house than have yeah yeah but but everything that they build is usually kind of weird and you're always like why did they do that that's that's like a common hershey thing yeah we'll get into yeah so we all all, reese's cup challenge yeah so so we so we did reese's cup challenge which i destroyed at by the way uh, they well, do not. Thank, ha- thank God there was. Thank God there was no line for that thing because I would not have waited more than three and a half minutes. Yeah, we walked. We walked onto that. Uh, but the problem was they don't hand out free candy anymore, which sucks. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, everything. By the way, I just want to mention everything on Reese's Extreme Cup Challenge reminds me of Sports Illustrated for kids. Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah, all the art of like the oh, kids, yeah. like like on skateboards exactly, yeah. looks exactly the same. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> that, uh, there was, um, so we did that. We did Wildcat out there. Was it Wildcat, Jeff? Or what is out there? Wildcat, yeah. Wild, Wildcat yeah, was, it, it, that's, that's, that was a trip. That was, I mean, I, I didn't remember that that ride is literally all turns. Like, literally the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we did the Wild Mouse out there, which was good. It was fine. Um... Great the Wild Balls had a cult following at one time, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's People, f- fine. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's just goofy Sky School, basically. Um, it, it has a really fast lift hill, though. For that's true. Um, we uh, we saw their new water park. It looks cool. If I would have brought my bathing suit and done that, that's it looks nice. Um, we saw the old yeah. Lo- we yeah. saw the old load yeah, station no. for Roller Soaker, which was classic. Um, yeah. <laughs> We actually we actually took the time to walk up to the old low station to see what was left of it. Um, we uh, I'm getting to the good stuff at the end. Uh, we did the monorail ride, which was classic. I love that monorail ride, which was that was it was surprisingly long. I mean, for I mean, I remember I, I guess they were running multiple trains because I didn't remember the the trains coming that you know that long in the load station. But then mm-hmm. when it left. I mean, it went outside the park. It went through the zoo. It went over like the log flume ride. I mean, it was it was pretty fantastic. Like that was a solid monorail ride. Yeah. So they were running two trains on that, I think. But um, yeah, good ride. Uh, we did the the Kiss Tower, of course, because you have to. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we did Great Bear, which exists. It's an it's a ride. Yeah. Man. Better better good. than I remember. Better than I remember it being. Um, yeah, Great Bear. It's, we, just, it's, just so, it's just it's just so slow. Like it, there's there's too many there's too many like straight portions where nothing's happening. You're just sort of gliding along. It's like this is not what B and M inverted coasters were made for. Yeah. So then we did. So we also did Comet, right? That's the one there. Yeah, Comet and uh, Super Duper Looper. Yeah. So Super Duper Looper. I forgot how good Super Duper Looper is. It's so good. It's really good. It's really good. Like, that loop is really good. It's, like, super. Almost duper. It's really good. <laughs> it has a good layout. Like, everything it's about super. it is good. It's so good. It's really it good. That's happy. That is, that is a legit loop. Like, it's no, that's no bullshit. That's a loop. And um, that was great. And then we I mean, did... Probably the- Probably the only thing I would change is is I mean I don't I don't really like that the loop is the very first thing after the hill like you go through the hill and then the loop and then you have like a two and a half minute ride after that like it's, it's a little unbalanced in terms of excitement. But they kind of get rid of the bullshit right up front. They're like you, we know what you're here for, 
So here you go. But yeah, no, I would love it. It was it's super duper looper. You bought the T-shirt. You survived super duper looper. <clears throat> I bought yes. I, I bought the I Survive Super Duper Looper t-shirt, and I'm going to be wearing it at school this fall, so awesome. <laughs> um, so then the, we rode Comet, which I think is one of the best wooden roller coasters, old school wooden roller coasters around. Comet? Yeah, Comet, Comet was surprisingly good. I don't remember it being so being just so perfect on the, uh, on the airtime, on the, uh, on the bunny hills on that ride. Yeah, I think we rode like, what, we were riding fifth row or something like that on that? think so i think we rode fifth so that was and and we rode it like when it was warmed up and good to go and it was pretty sunny out so yeah that was just solid that was really really good um Mm -hmm. so next up uh we'll talk about uh storm runner uh one train operations sponsored by pork i guess uh there was a bunch of pork (laughs) signs in the queue line um they're sponsored by yeah, a lot so that, of pigs in that queue line. Don't yeah, um, like I love Storm Runner, but man, if there's a way to kill my appreciation for that ride, it's just like running one train at a time and basically getting 600 people an hour through that thing. Like you guys have, you guys have so much capacity to work with, and they're like, eh, fuck it, or eh, we can't do it. And or, they eh. have, and they have a, they have a double load station. Yeah, and they're not using it at all. They're just – it's just terrible. It was just absolutely unforgivable operations on Storm Runner. It was just uncomprehensibly bad. That was – like out of the parks I've been to this year, that's been the most mind-bogglingly bad operations I've ever seen is Storm Runner. Yeah. It's just – Yeah, it's a bummer. It's, it's just – and like – It's intimate. We, we lo- uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an intimate ride and we – and but I love Storm Runner and like – also, as Jeff said, like they changed that in like that that audio they play right before launch, right, Jeff? Yes, they they changed it slightly. Yeah. Um, but it, it's still it's still the same kind of thing, so I'm not too upset about it. Yeah. Instead of it being like arms down, head back, here we go, it's like hold on, here we go, or something like that. I forget what it was, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. still a great ride. So the amazing. new restraints on it are so good. It is. Like those soft restraints. Fantastic. Oh my god. So the soft restraints are weird because I feel like they're way too small, so everyone's face rubs against it. Which is weird. <laughs> like maybe I just have a large <laughs> face, but like I feel like it's just like a little hair too small as opposed to like Maverick or Fahrenheit. But that's just me. Um But then we have to talk about definitely one of the highlights of the trip. Still one of the greatest rides there. We have to talk about Lightning Racer. Lightning Racer. Super fun. Absolutely. We, we walked on yeah. that I, I, four times. Well, um, yeah, when they're, when they're running two trains and two sides, I mean, that's a four-train operation. So that thing, can, that thing can motor through capacity. Damn, that's good. Holy shit, that's a good ride. Man, that's good. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly still think Lightning Racer is my favorite ride at Hershey. Um, it's just it's just so damn good. And and the, the racing element and like remember when it opened when it was such a big deal that it was racing and dueling at the same time? Like that was such a badass ride. Yeah. That was that's really good. So Lightning Racer, really great. Um so after uh we did four rounds on a Lightning Racer, we headed out to uh Trogue's Brewery. Has a uh brewery like about two minutes from the parking lot 
of Hershey. It's so we wonderfully went located. Yeah. So we went there. It was so packed. It was not even funny. Um, we waited like a shit ton of wait. Uh, God, it was like a half hour to get food or something. But we got the at, um, at least at least half hour. Yeah, yeah we, we got, had to take we had to take ships to wait in line for food. Yeah, we had to do that. Um, just so we didn't lose our spot. Uh, so the beer was decent. I think it was pretty good. The food was amazing. Oh my god, the food was um, ridiculous. Yeah, so Jeff's like, we're going to get these three things. We get the three things, and we're like, we're, we can't finish these three things. And Jeff has his metabolism, which is definitely two or three times higher than mine. So I'm still pulling my weight, but we're like, we're full. So like, the, so like this one lady sitting next to us talking, talking to us, and we're like, just, just, just take our poutine. So we got the, the spent <laughs> grain pretzel. We got the – it was like the mac and cheese, but it was a – patty of mac and cheese that was basically noodles that were like pressed together and then fried like battered and then fried with pulled pork on top within a beer cheese sauce on top of it all and then we had poutine no it was ridiculous and the poutine could serve the whole fucking Uh the potamic you know like regimen like it, it was enough food that we we're just dying so we we're having to give off all this food it was a great place so if you guys ever need a place to go to eat go go to trogues it's amazing they had they yeah, had a 100 percent recommend that place yeah that they have a better parking operation there than hershey does yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they do yeah seriously they actually have like attendance in the parking lot for a restaurant yeah so that um, reminds but Joe, us why don't you uh, well we forgot to talk about one thing we did t- forget to talk about one thing, but I was going to uh, mm-hmm. fold that in to um, why don't you why don't you go into uh, g- general thoughts of Hershey and then I can go. Okay, um, so general thoughts of Hershey are, are that um, I like the new water park a lot. Um, everything looks pretty good. I mean, it sucks to lose the super uh, the uh, the roller soaker, but I mean, you could like get like five people through in an hour, so you didn't lose that much. Um, uh, the new water park looks great. Um, the only problem I had was ops at, uh, Storm Runner. Everything else I think was running great. Uh, everything was fun. We would have been on Fahrenheit maybe one or two more times, except it was, uh, it broke down when we walked by. It was just people sitting in like right, yeah. the most awkward locations. So we're like, oh, never mind. So we didn't do that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed Hershey. I really enjoyed our trip there. I had a great time. Um, definitely, um, I want to go back again soon. It was just super fun. And, and we haven't even talked about the world, the, uh, chocolate tour yet. So Jeff, do you want to talk about the chocolate tour? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fold that into my sort of general thoughts. Um, so for me, Hershey, I, I always liked Hershey just because it was different. Like it, there, there's a sort of exoticism to Hershey, like it's it, it's it's very obviously not Cedar Fair. It's very obviously not Six Flags. Like it's something different, which I always appreciated. Um, the I mean the, the the thing is though is that the operations are very odd to the point of being like really standing out. And I'm not just talking about load times and you know the the ride attendants and things like that. I'm talking about like. There are rides in the wrong places, like flat out the wrong places. Like the, I don't know if it's because they built the Great Bear around the log flume, but the log flume is in completely the wrong place. Like there's no visibility at all with the, you know, the the walkways or anything like that. And then, and then um, the log flume sign looks like it's not a log flume. 
And the name doesn't say it's a log flume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like coal miner or something like that, wasn't it? Or like, and and there was there was no pictures of what. Lo- anyway, um, so I mean that's that's the thing is like I always got this sense like, do they really know what they're doing here? Because all these things and, and you know and, and laugh track and Reese's Cup Challenge is just you know the the last the last couple examples is just and like tower. they actually know what they're doing here, yeah, right? Triple <laughs> yeah, Tower, triple another tower. one. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I always have. I mean, I always have fond memories of, um, you know, the the Kiss Tower, the Observation Tower at Hershey, and uh, the 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 Ferris the the logo, sort of the multicolor logo on the Ferris wheel, and all of the uh, costumed candy characters that seem to greet you everywhere, and all the candy that you used to <laughs> the, get. The, the Jolly uh, Rancher. The, the Jolly Rancher. The Jolly Rancher. Right, with the Jolly Rancher man. And, and, and the Kiss, <laughs> the, the little Kiss Lady, or whatever. Um, but. For me, I think the problem is Hershey, for some reason, like someone is now in charge of Hershey that has corporatized it. Like it's it's very obvious that at some point in the last 10 years, someone realized that Hershey is a publicly traded company and not a, not a private company. And they're like, oh, we should probably actually, you know, make a good faith effort to make a profit instead of just building rides. So that, that that's why you get all these like randomly crappy rides and why you you're losing sort of value like i assume that's the reason why they don't give candy out anymore at these rides is is to save money um or maybe there's a health maybe there's a health concern about that i don't know um but it seems like someone somewhere just you know took control of the park and just said yeah no we're going to start making a profit now so now you know there's the, the the hershey chocolate tour just seems very watered down to me from what it used to be you know it used to be just weird, like Epcot Center style of just world of motion sort of stupidity. Um, but now it's just like a basic, just like chocolate tour. Um, and now they have all these upsell attractions at the at the chocolate factory. Um, and it's just it just didn't seem it just didn't seem as exotic anymore. It didn't seem as, as spontaneous. It seemed more corporatized. Um, so that was sort of my takeaway was that, you know, with, with Reese's challenge and with, with, uh, uh, laugh track and things like that, it's like all these opportunities that were just, I mean, it, just a swing and a miss all the way through, um, that, that just seemed very odd to me. So even though I enjoyed the experience for sure, and I would, I would like to go back. Um, but I think it, it was disappointing to me that I think it's the, the overall grade for the park is lower than what it was last time I went. Okay. So chocolate tour. Yeah, the chocolate tour. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, chocolate tour? Um, so they've changed the talk- chocolate tour since we were there last. Um, I think they changed it right before we went there last time, and they changed it right before we went there this time. Uh, they they are on a ten year cycle. I'm, 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 I'm not entirely sure they weren't like actually still still renovating it because weren't like all these queue lines like had okay. all these construction walls up in so, random places. I, I did some research on it. They're still working on it right now. So basically, but it's it's mostly done. But uh, the thing is, they're still swapping out the ride vehicles. So right now, they're switching out the ride vehicles from the early, like, uh, aero design or whatever they had for the uh, Omnimover. The original versions of those ride vehicles are switching out for new ones. And the new ones have a different ride profile, like kind of like dimensions so they didn't incorporate all the on-right photos they could normally if that makes sense um Mm. so we rode the old school ride vehicles which made me so happy um but 
Uh, so we waited about maybe 30 minutes for this attraction, which was crazy because we also um, boarded in a totally different area where we thought we were going to. Uh, so that was weird. So we waited a long time to get on the ride. Um, it's the same ride, basically, except now the chocolate hosts it instead of the singing cows, which is slightly disappointing, but eh, whatever. Um, they they have some interesting points where they have like flat screen TVs with like little bars hanging in front of it to mimic like chocolate standing on a like hanging walkway right behind like looking in front of you but they're just using the glass as like a pepper's ghost effect um so it's kind of really bizarre to see that stuff but you kind of get what's going on um still the same kind of thing general things going on but again it's just an enjoyable ride um period uh yeah jeff what are your thoughts um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still like it. I just like the older version better just because it was so weird. Um, but now that like, now it's hosted by like anthropomorphic chocolate and their assistant, Angela, the, the PR representative, you know, so it's a little, <laughs> yeah. a little, like, it's just, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's sort of my general comment on the park. It's just, it seems more corporatized, like the, like, I, I couldn't believe, like, obviously, working at Disney for so long, I'm completely unfazed by expensive things at theme parks. But I was sort of shocked that a lot of the items at Hershey Park are pretty expensive. Um, and I, I didn't expect that for, you know, a, a park, like, in the middle of Nowheresville, Pennsylvania. Um, and I can only assume, again, that they're, they're just trying to, you know, boost their margins and boost their profits um, to try and make, you know, to try and uh, get at the Hershey shareholders to, to to think that they're actually trying to make a profit on this park instead of throwing away money. Um, but I mean, that's just, you know, that was, that was sort of the disappointing thing for me with Hershey is just like, there, there there's obviously like a corporate element to this now that I didn't think existed before because they, they gave away free candy. You know, there's all these costume characters, you know, some areas were themed and it was, you know, the, they had the, the, the weird ass chocolate tour ride, you know, that sort of thing. But now it's just sort of, it just, it just obviously has been more corporatized and that's sort of a bummer for me. Okay. So <clears throat> since it, we're getting really late now, we're going to speed this up a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, and also we're, we're running at, two hours and 20 minutes so let's speed up real, real quick say that we left we left hershey uh we drove a bit we spent way too much money on the pennsylvania turnpike um uh and oh god yeah uh so we ended up in the moon pennsylvania uh sheraton i think it was on the executive vip level which was amazing and i passed out in that bed real quick um yeah no kidding yeah so next day what so we drove and then the next day we got up and we had some granola bars as we watched terrible hgtv programming in the vip lounge (laughs) and had some coffee (laughs) and we then went to kennywood um i got a great deal from kennywood uh alan fyi the admission price for Kennywood with the European Coaster Club is twenty five bucks. Excellent. <laughs> so it's even better, even better than last year's. It's like twenty bucks off. Like I'm like I'm like what? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like excuse me. It's like what? So I'm like yes. So I paid twenty five bucks to get in. I was so happy. 
<clears throat> so, real quick, Qu- Kennywood, we forgot opens the attractions after they open the park. So we're walking around going, what the hell's open? So our first ride was uh, Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. New Oh, Noah's man, Ark. Noah's Ark. New Noah's Ark. New Noah's Ark. So that was our first time on that. Jeff, what are your thoughts? They still have – no, they still have the shaker boards. I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy that Kennywood has uh, as many old rides – like, they, they kept as many old rides as they could – um, and just Noah's Ark is just the cream of the crop there. Like to actually have a walkthrough funhouse in the in in this you know litigation age just makes me so happy. I like the new effects. I like. I think everything was cool. It didn't have a good ending. That's the only complaint I have. But eh. Yeah, I, I was disappointed by the ending. I mean, they they tried because they tried to have the uh, the the, the uh, what do you, what do you call it the barrel tunnel. Yeah. Um, at the end, um, but it didn't. It didn't gel. It di- it didn't seem like an ending. Yeah, but otherwise, I liked it. I liked all the changes. I think everything was super A plus done. I mean, they have. It's. I'm. I'm so happy <laughs> that they still have so many of the old school Noah's Ark effects, like from like 1910 or whatever. Like they still have. They still have the rocking boat at the top. They still have like you actually walk through the tunnel outside and go mm-hmm. into the rocking boat. Um, they still have the old school like uh, Macy's mannequin window Noah figure on the top. Noah still um, looks, like he, literally looks like he has jaundice. <laughs> yes, he, he looks like he hasn't shaved since 1935. Um, and you know it, they they still have the waterfalls inside with the crocodiles. They still have the shaker boards. I think they I mean I was just so happy. I think they updated or added those. They they. they 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 did update them, but they they used to have um, at least back in the early '90s when I when I remember it, um, they used to have a sort of water effect where you actually got to walk on barrels over a tiny little river, and they actually had like a waterfall with with some uh, uh, mannequin uh, crocodiles. Oh shit! That's so that, awesome. That, yeah, that that scene really harkened back to that sort of point in Noah's Ark. Yes, yeah, so, um, and that made me so happy. So after that, what did, what coaster did we do again? Uh, what Thunderbolt? Yeah, Correct. Thunder Thunderbolt. We did that twice. Still, still Thunderbolt. <laughs> still weird. Thunderbolt has such a good start, man. Like, yeah, out of the station immediate drop. Like, you can't beat that. Yeah, it's still Thunderbolt. Still really good. Um, I, I mean, really, I mean that Kennywood, Kennywood and Holiday World really have the market cornered on terrain coasters because I mean the best part about terrain coast coasters is that they don't follow any sort of logic. It's just sort of okay hill, um, um okay oh, okay hill, um okay find another hill, find another hill, find another okay here's another hill, you know that that sort of thing. And now it goes on top of the ravine, does a little turn, and then you go down to the down the ravine again. I mean that's so mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So that was. Good times. Um, we then we did uh, Phantom's Revenge twice. That was a good time. I forget how weird those restraints are for Phantom's Revenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those little side restraints. Yeah, they remind me of the uh, yeah. It's so weird, but yeah, good ride, good times. Um, God, what else did we do? I mean, Jackrabbit. We well, had yeah. to do Exterminator well, we'll get... before any, anyone actually got to the back of the park. Yeah, fuck that ride. I. God, I was like, well, we should do it before anyone gets there. And then, like, we still waited, like, 20 minutes because that ride, like, has, like, five people an hour go through it. It's like, God, God, I hate Exterminator. And then you get inside and it just feels like a dust bowl. And it's like, oh, God, it's all bad. It's all <laughs> yeah, it bad. Just awful. 
I shouldn't. I keep See, thinking, I'm like, maybe that's, that's they did the something they, they, to it. Nope, nope, they didn't do anything to yeah. it. You're just hopeful, Joe. No, they, they, they just turned effects off, is what they did. Um, yeah. But no, uh, the ex- Exterminator, like, for some reason, it always throws me that I, I always think that you're supposed to be the Exterminators, but instead you're actually supposed to be the mice, and I you don't get that until the middle of the ride, for some reason. I still don't get it. I didn't realize it well, until the, you the mentioned it. The car is shaped now. like a mouse. Yeah, but I didn't get it. That's that's now. the hint. Yeah, but I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, and then and then we went on all the classic flat rides that they have there. The whip and the nay nay. <laughs> um, Jack Rabbit, Turtle, all that good stuff, right? Turtle or not Jack Rabbit? Uh, turtle. Kangaroo. Turtle. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah, the kangaroo. Oh man, that kangaroo, Jeff the kangaroo, the kangaroo. Oh, so uh, so Joe, go ahead with your uh, general thoughts of Kennywood. So my general thoughts of Kennywood are: I'm still like again, we went there overcast, semi cold, shouldn't have been as like empty as it was. Rides were opening and closing at random. It seemed like um, we got on the you know the the SNS swing they have there, and then it immediately closed afterwards for weather for some odd reason, and it never rained. Um, we went on the uh, Black Widow Zamperla, uh, uh, kind of rotary swinger thing, almost like the uh, Hus, like the giant frisbee. Type yeah, like thing. like the giant frisbee. But what was cool about that was like in, like it. Ro- it changes how it rotates. So it goes clockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise. And it kind of messes with you on, like, the Huss ones. Um, and it goes way longer. Like, way, way longer. So that was super fun. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the park. Uh, th- my only issue was... <laughs> so Jeff and I tried to uh, get beers there, which um, I was like, man, I need a drink right now. And then we find one place that has beers. They were opening it at, like, 1 p.m. It was this temporary, like, it's like when you go to a carnival and, like, some guy has a pickup truck that has a bunch of Bud Light in it. And it and they, and they have, like, that trailer hitch with, like, three taps on it and it's, like, a cooler. That's basically all their beer station is. So we go inside. We get this pulled pork, which is amazing. That was really good pulled pork, Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this, yeah this barbecue and it was like overlooking the um, the uh, the sky coaster. So we get in there and basically we're treated like we have a part like we're getting a speeding ticket. So we have to turn over ID, which is scanned. This is the second time in my thirty years on this earth that my ID has been scanned for alcohol. This is the first time my ID has been scanned outside of a college setting for alcohol. He scans it. He goes okay. He gives me a wristband. The wristband, then they clip, like they have like a little star thingy. They clip it every time you have a beer, and you're only allowed two beers the whole day at Kennywood. And this isn't like some sort of like, oh my goodness, you're having like this crazy like 8, 9, 10% alcohol. No, you're having Yingling. You're having Shinerbach. You're having, you know, Summer Shanty or something like that. So we had one Yingling. And then we left and we did a bunch of rides and we came back and the place was closed. So we're like, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really bizarre. But otherwise, we had a great time. We did the, 
We did Jackrabbit, which is amazing. We did The Racer, um, both of those twice. We did, um, we did, uh, blah, blah, blah. man, what, what was the parachute one we did again, Jeff? What was the name of that? Um, I don't remember, actually. I just remember it as the parachute ride. Yeah, the parachute ride. We did the kangaroo, which is amazing. Um, Byron yeah. Curve. Yeah, the Byron Curve. We did, we did their version. Uh, we did their Music Express. Um, we did Sky. We did um, Skyrocket, like four times. No waits. Walked right in the station <laughs> every time. Um, damn, that's, that's a good a, ride. That's a good. That's a great ride. That's a really good ride. Like, imagine if like. Man, that that's a that's a really good ride. Like, yeah, it's really good. Um yeah, we walked in that four times, great times. Um yeah, we just kind of walked around the park, saw things, had a good time. Yeah, I don't What uh, about Jeff, uh was it Ghostwood? Oh, Ghostwood, Ghostwood Estates. Ghostwood Estates. Actually, uh, I'll let Jeff, do you want to talk about that cuz I've talked about it for a while. So, I think you know my thoughts too that you can touch on. Ghostwood Ghostwood Shire McManor Winchester yeah, manner. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, I mean, uh, so I like the, you know, sort of the Boo Hill sort of Ghostwood Manor uh, aesthetic where you actually like can set off effects when you shoot things. Um, but Ghostwood Manor was sort of, I mean, it's sort of slow for me. I mean, the, the one great part about that is the, is the turntable where you literally go into a room where there's no track and then you actually you turn around and you come out the other side like maelstrom. I mean that was that was mind blowing when I rode that the first time. Mm-hmm. The problem though was that the last two uh, doors were open the whole time, so they didn't have the the blackout doors at all. Yeah. So for for the like the couple rooms, there was just like daylight streaming into the rooms, and it's like, well, this isn't scary. So that sucked, and their capacity was shit. Like they weren't running anywhere near capacity on that ride. Like, they were... Like, yeah, for dis- some reason. I don't know why. Weird, weird dispatch, and our guns weren't working the second time. It was not good. But yeah, like... Yeah. Otherwise, I yeah. like that ride. It was just those issues that just... Hey, clean that up. You have a good ride. Yeah, the part where it does, like, a K-turn yeah, or whatever right. to, like, get around is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it has a pre-show aspect, which is interesting. And I think my wife's gun didn't work the last time I was there, so... Probably similar kind of experience where, like, slightly underwhelming, but still interesting. So Jeff and I found a lo- a, lo- uh, a a logic loop here. Uh, loophole is basically you're you're, <laughs> shoot, you're shooting ghosts for this guy to get him out of his house, right? And then his reward for the highest person to score is an invitation to stay at his house. So when when you're dead as a ghost, so. Would that mean you're just showing up again? Do, do you want us yeah. out or not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, you're sending us some mixed signals here, bro. I don't know what you want. Um, anyway, Jeff, what are your other thoughts of Kenny Kennywood? Yeah, so, I mean, with Kennywood, I'm just so happy to be at a park that doesn't, like, it, it's such an old school time where, like, they didn't really care about, like, you know, lawsuits or anything so that they could like literally like crank up the rides as fast as humanly possible. Or they can put you on something that doesn't really have a lap bar. Like you can tell, like they, that they were dragged into like putting a lap bar on these rides, like kicking and screaming. Um, so, I mean, those rides are so fun because like you're, you're so used to these just generic flat rides 
that just sort of turn you around and okay, I'm going in a circle. Isn't this fun? Um, but the Kennywood rides, like they they crank those things up to eleven. Like Kangaroo and Bayern Curve, like you're literally like plastered against the seat. Those things go so fast. And I mean, their their Music Express is is the fastest. I think it's the fastest Music Express I've been on. I mean, I don't really go to a lot of the smaller parks. Um, but their Music Express is far, far faster than any other Music Express I've been on. Um, and of course, it has one of my favorite all-time rides, which is the Whip, um, which is just absolutely fantastic. That they, they used to have a kid's version of the Whip at Kings Island back when they had Hanna-Barbera Land, and they used to call it Crack the Whip. And my brother and I used to ride that ride incessantly, just over and over again. We loved it so much. So to, since Kennywood has an adult version of the Whip, um, just just brings warm fuzzies to my heart. Um, and just I, I just love being in the like the Kennywood atmosphere where it's just a grove just in the middle of like ghetto town. It's there's just like a paradisical grove that Kennywood's in. And it has it has, you know, uh, you know, waterways and it has the, the, the old school train ride and it has, you know, Starburst the, the, the kangaroo and and the Starburst Fountain. Yeah, the old school Starburst Fountain. And it has Noah's Ark. And just like these fantastic and like every single food stand they have there, just it seems like it's from like a carnival where it's like they have like the old school, like uh, the actual like the taco stands and the fries and the corn dogs and the cotton candy and all that stuff. And that that, that just makes me happy. You know, I, I love that sort of Kennywood atmosphere. Um, but, Joe, before before we go, I do have one more thing that I'd like to talk about. Well, 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 there's one thing I want to I want to say real quick. So we head back to ohio and we stop at i think it was called the pig iron yeah pig iron uh it was a restaurant north of pittsburgh and that was pretty solid they had about 90 beers on tap remember that yeah that was pretty solid that was like yeah really 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 good beers on tap they had really good food um and no one was there and we watched sports like we watched the pirates game and just had a blast there. That was a good time. That was like great time. Yeah, um, that like, was pretty good. Yeah. N- next time I'm back in Pittsburgh and or I move to Pittsburgh, I'm going there again. Like I really <laughs> like that place. Like I really mm-hmm. like that place. Um, so before we leave, uh, Jeff, you have one last park to talk about. I have one last park to talk about. So uh, I want to run and get a, I want to run and get a glass of water. So I'll be right back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You, no, no, you guys uh, so, talk, so, yeah. Alan, when was the last time you were at Carowinds? Uh, 2012. No. Okay, so... Yeah, maybe 20... That or 2014. Like, it was an even year. That much I remember. So, okay, so fairly recently. So, were, yeah. did you go when it, back when it was during its Paramount days? No, no. I've only been once. Um, I never... I just never got down that way. Um, I finally got down that way, like... Like I said, like 2012, maybe, is when I was the first right. time I was down there. And I did like that in Dollywood. I went to Six Flags Over Georgia a couple of years before that, too. Um, like, I just flew down to Atlanta for a weekend. Um, but yeah, so that was has, a place that has, kind of eluded me for a while. Yeah. It, it's in one of those sort of nowheresvilles. Um, just like there's like nothing like in between like Six Flags and like Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Like, that's the only park in between there, you know? Yeah, it's basically like Six Flags Over Georgia, Carowinds, and then like Kings Dominion. Like if you were doing that, yeah. but that was always like that was never like a reasonable driving trip for me. So it, right. was just, it never quite happened. And so, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I got there. Um, so it, it was a decent park. 
Yeah, I mean, I so uh, the reason why I'm asking if you went there during the Paramount days is it, it very much seems like an afterthought in the Paramount sort of park system. So I was just wondering, like, is, is is that is that because it was an afterthought or is it because like Cedar Fair ruined it? Because it could be either one. I was just curious. <laughs> well, you have to remember it was Carowinds before it was Paramount. Um, and I think my guess is that it was probably like a bastard child in the Paramount system because it was just like like they dumped. Was it Cedar Fair? No, Cedar Fair dumped uh, Project Stealth on them. Uh, what's now Nighthawk. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think so. And but Paramount oh, no, 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 already, wait, like, it, reduced it was, and eliminated it was, it was Paramount. No, it, yeah, was, it was Paramount because remember they originally themed it to the Borg, like Star Trek. Oh, you're right. It was Borg Assimilator. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah, no, that's a. I think it's it's more or less kind of like Paramount really didn't know what to do with it, and they kind of eliminated all the really nice, um, charming aspects about the park that I've read about in the past. Though it never really had a dark yeah. run. Until they're just, they they're built. just so used to running a Kings style park. And not Carolyn's style park. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so anyway, before before I start, um, I definitely want to say that I am so happy for this summer because I have Carolyn's, King's Dominion, Bush Gardens, and Dollywood all within a four hour drive, and all of those things are happening, and I am so happy. So get ready, get ready, Twitter, for <laughs> for my incessant photo essays. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and and Carowinds is only a, a is only a ninety minute drive from me, so I'm gonna be going there on you know just random summer nights just so I can ride Fury three twenty five, just just incessantly because that ride is so damn good. Um, but uh, overall, like uh, Carowinds, uh, it does feel very much like an afterthought. Um, having been to both, well, actually, I've been to Kings Island, Kings Dominion, and Canada's Wonderland. I haven't made it out to Great America and California, um, but Carowinds does very much seem like an afterthought in those in that sort of park chain. Um, I mean, to be honest, I had not been to Carowinds before. It very much seems like a concrete jungle. I mean, there, there, it, I, I couldn't really tell it apart from Six Flags, New Jersey. I mean, you, 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 it, it's very, very similar. It, you know, from from the parking lot, from the front gate, just all the way through. It was just, you know, sort of that that same sort of Cedar Fair, sort of Six Flags atmosphere. So that part was a little disappointing. Um, but in terms of in terms of the rides, oh, one more thing. So the new quote unquote new sort of experience that Carowin has is they have a new area right next to the water park. Um, that they have called state fair or, or maybe county fair. Um, but all it is is just recycled flat rides. And it, they're not even good flat rides. They're just like – it's like you know the, the, the swings and the troika and the, the, the music express, and that's it. And they're touting it as a new area that everyone's going to love. I'm, but there's a top scan. I mean it's, 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 it's kind of – yes, there, there was that thing, which I am not going anywhere near that thing because it looked terrifying. Oh, top scan. Um, that, is, that is totally so not good. my thing. So good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I will not be doing that. I, I'm the, I'm the, I'll go ahead. I, I had a great top scan ride in Germany years ago, like at some fair on the Rhine. And it was like five and a half minutes long because that's what happens in Germany. And, uh, uh, oh God, it's so good. It's so, it's, it's, I would say it's the best ride system that has ever pitched someone into a parking lot by far. <laughs> so good. It, 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 it did, by the way. It was the one at Long Island Adventureland through someone over the backdrop and on top of a car. That's that's an actual true statement. I did not make that up. Oh, Jesus yeah, I, I, I would 
I, I would totally believe that. But I'm the kind of person who um, had nightmares of riding the zipper when I was 10 years old. So I don't go near those kind of things. Um, so, um, yeah, that exactly. You need to hang out with me um, so that we can go ride that because that that's. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Hey, no. you go on the end of the boom. Absolutely. Very NC <laughs> yeah. on the far. Oh, my God. So good. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, ge- general thoughts about the Carowinds rides. First of all, their 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 ops <laughs> was very skeleton. Like, to their only the so they had fast lane for pretty much all the rides to the park, but they only had a merge employee for like the top three rides. So every other ride did not have a merge point. They just had a fast lane, but they still had the fast lane line open for the other rides. So, like, anyone could just hop in the fast lane and just, just wander into the regular queue just at, on a whim. Um, so that was kind of disappointing that they did that. Um, that was a little weird. Um, they they had a very surprisingly good mine train ride called Gold Rusher, which was one of the sort of original rides they had back in the early 70s. But that, that ride packed a pack the punch man and the, it, it carried one of the carowinds themes which was carowinds for some reason really likes underground tunnels on their rides so gold rusher afterburn which is their sort of batman the ride takeoff and uh fury 325 all had like legitimate underground tunnels which was kind of awesome um like uh i'll get like it had underground tunnels like joe it had underground tunnels like mom style it was pretty legit like what so, style? Um, Gold Rush, uh, Montu style. Oh, okay. You know those those those, those like underground trenches that Montu <laughs> has. Mm-hmm. Like Afterburn had like legit like underground tunnels and that sort of style. So that was sort of cool. Um, but Cap packed a pretty good punch. They had um, they had Vortex, which was a uh, which was an old school B and M stand up in the like the the early days of B and M stand ups. So it was sort of stand-up equivalent of Batman, everything you can hope for in a B&M stand-up, so, you know, my crotch will be will be hating me for the next year or two. <laughs> uh, what else? So there was, they had, okay, so they had the Carolina Cyclone, which was an old-school, it was a double-loop, double-corkscrew, old-school aero coaster, but for some reason, each each section of the ride was painted a different color, so, like, the, the lift hill was blue, but the loops were yellow, and the corkscrews were green. I I don't know. I don't know why they did that, but it was so random. Maybe they're theming it like the cyclone threw three different roller coasters together, and that's why they're three different colors. Like I don't know, but like it was like so weird. Hmm. Uh, obviously, which for some reason had like absolutely no theming whatsoever. Like I remember, Joe, you remember Hurler at Kings Dominion. Oh, I remember Hurler, yeah. And props, and like they had a Wayne's World video. Yeah, but but uh, this this version had absolutely none of that. It, it just had like a large sort of warehouse style load, which had giant speakers, but nothing else. So I'm thinking maybe they had like maybe a pre-show there, or maybe like they played like Wayne's World music or something there, which they don't anymore. Um, but that was yeah, that was that was sort of lame. Um, but uh, what else did they have? Um, but, 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 Oh, so um, the pleasant, pleasant, yeah, pleasant surprises in the park. Um, Afterburn was a pleasant surprise. I did not expect it to be that much better than like the Batman the Ride, um, but this was the old Top Gun inverted B and M. 
um, which was built, I, th- I want to say either 92 or 93. I want to say 93 probably. Uh, it's old, um, no, it's newer than that. It, it's like it, 99 or 2000. Afterburner? I thought it was the old Top Gun. That so was there was, in like there was Top Gun at Great America, which is like basically around the same time of Batman. But this was this was after Montu. Like this was a much more recent oh, ride. Okay. Well, the expectations were were not that high. Like I expected to be, but instead it was more like Montu, and that really sort of threw me. Like like, do you remember uh, Afterburn, Alan? Like did you did you like it? Because it really packed a punch for me. Yeah, no, it's a really good ride. I mean, the ends. Like not my favorite. It it kind of peters out a little bit, but no, the Montu comparison, like it it's very heavy. Like it's basically like like ninety percent of Montu. Like it does a lot of the same stuff. It has a very similar kind of layout. Um, it has the trenches. It's a really good ride. I mean, a lot of people. That's for a lot of people. That's like kind of the, the most underrated B and M hype or B and M inverted. Ghost. Yeah. No, I was. I mean, I was completely surprised that it, that I I haven't seen it on more lists i mean honestly like legitimately like besides like if you want to talk about like 90s inverted roller coasters alpengeist montu raptor and and top and uh afterburn like i would i would legitimately put that in the company of those three yeah no i totally agree i think it's i think one of the things is like when you get to the point where you've been on all the ones in the in the u.s like a lot of those people have been on the international ones so when they start talking about like b&m inverted coasters like immediately their mind goes to nemesis and right. like all of a sudden, like once you get to like Nemesis and maybe like Black Mamba and uh, whatever the one is that's at Park Asterix now, I can't remember its name. Like once you start like bringing those rides, then it starts to get like a little bit more complex and and convoluted as to like what people love. Like, but but that ride is a really good ride, and like you compare it to like yeah. anything that Vacoma built. Like, good lord, it's way better. I think it's better than the Batman <laughs> rides too. Um, it's a really good ride. It's, it's easily solid. better than the Batman. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So that was a, that was a huge that was a huge plus in my book. I did not expect uh, I did not expect to be surprised at that one. Um, both Intimidator and Fury three twenty five are totally legit. Um, I rode them both at night, and and they're really good, both of them, um, to the point where um, I honestly think that Fury three. 25 was so damn good that like i think it legitimately holds the number two spot on my list right now joe i think it i think i think it wow. might have displaced maverick as number two i'm gonna have to go on fury, fury 325 a couple more times but like the the fact that i'm and this was this was a couple weeks after i had i had ridden sky rush where i was so disappointed by the restraints like, the restraints at three fury 325 the the pacing on that ride is just perfect and the restraints don't hold you in like at all so everything is just note perfect on that ride the speed is perfect the hills are perfect i mean it's fantastic um i mean it's it just it, i was i was just wowed by how amazing that ride is and intimidator is not far behind i mean i don't know why they built two similar hyper coaster style <laughs> rides like 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 in the same area um, but I mean, that's Cedar fair for you, but I mean, both those rides are really legit. Um, I rode, uh, uh, I rode Boo, Boo Hill for the first time, which, um, I, I had been on the old, uh, Scooby-Doo models at Kings Dominion and Kings Island. Um, but this was the first time I had been on Boo Hill. Um, so, <laughs> so I was introduced to the Boosifer Twitter that, uh, Joe, Joe interview introduced me to <laughs> Boosifer Twitter feed. Um, so I w- I was tweeting with Boosifer, like as I was going on the ride, like, and he was replying back to me. So that was a highlight of my day. 
Um, so that was, and I do like, I mean, th- those rides are pretty janky, but I do like how they do you have the element of when you shoot something like effects actually happen like that 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 adds a huge element to the ride and like that 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 really improves the ride experience for me because i mean when you ride these janky rides like, like you know uh <clears throat> get away and reese's cup challenge like they're they're so boring um but when you have like uh the the like when you actually shoot something like actual effects go off that adds a huge like a like another dimension to the ride which i appreciate um and then, oh, so, okay, so, so Joe, mm-hmm. let's talk about the top surprise of Paramount, of, of Carowinds. Yeah. Um, which, I, like, Joe can attest to this. I was going <laughs> mental for this ride. Uh, um, so, Alan, are you familiar with the H versus Z ride at Carowinds? Uh, the, yeah, because there's, well, there's, like, the Plants versus Zombies thing that they were doing, um, Th- th- that's what you're talking about, the uh, like the shoot 'em up thing in the theater. Yeah, the, the human zombies attraction that they have there. Which when I was when I was looking at that thing, so I, I saw it on the park map, and I'm like, that's going to be the crappiest ride in in the world. Um, and I wrote it after Boo Hill, so I'm like, oh, as bad as Boo Hill was, this is going to be even worse because it's it's like the it's the old um, it's the old SpongeBob James Bond theater setup that Kings Island and Kings Dominion used to have. Right. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I I legitimately did not want to go on it, but I'm like, you know what? For the sake of completeness, I haven't been to this park yet, so I'm going to go on it. Um, and I, I saw the and uh, if you if you look back on my Twitter feed, like the first picture I posted of that ride was the <laughs> totally crappy CG pre-show that they had. Um, and I was like, oh, this is not going to be, this is not going to be good. But then I went into the theater and I'm staring at it like, is this real? Like they were, <laughs> so it was, it was individual simulator seats with three, like you 3d glasses with, with actual shooters, like actual guns on the ride. And I'm like, what did I just get myself into? What and and there's a partition in the middle of the theater that separates two sides of the theater, and each side has a different screen. And I'm like, what the hell is this ride? Um, so the ride starts, and it's legitimately like a like a full fledged like Disney Quest experience, where you actually like it's it's like Toy Story Mania meets Mighty Ducks Pinball Slam where you're actually shooting at the action and and all 24 all 24 simulator pods are shooting at the same action and it's ridiculous and they have like a contest between the humans and zombies on who can collect more golden gnomes and they they have like they ha- they actually have levels in the game where you have like the warm up level and then you have like level 1 level 2 then you have the boss level and after each level they have a counter on how well each team is doing they have a point counter they have a trophy counter they have a they have a final boss counter it is so ridiculous and and each side was getting so into it like it was legitimately like a like it, it was like i i i'm in a 16 person like mario kart experience it was legitimately like the highlight of my day was (laughs) how surprisingly good that ride was so i i would i would unapologetically add that ride onto disney (laughs) quest or anywhere else like any cedar fair park 
I would say you have to add this ride because my God, it was fantastic. I had such a blast on that thing. It was such a great surprise. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, that is my uh, that is my take on Carowinds. Jesus Christ, we're at this for three hours now. Holy crap, we have to end this. So we might have to split it two. <clears throat> no, we're gonna release it all as one. I okay, mean, sure. if, if these people have made it this far, bless you, bless you all. I mean, this is like, like in all fairness, though, like I'm used to like three hour podcasts from like Giant Bomb during E3 week, which is next week, where they're they're just interviewing industry professionals every night for three hours. So. Yeah, we're at this. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're at two hours and fifty three minutes right now. Without you know what, if you bring me back in a couple of weeks, it's not going to be any better. Yeah, I know, but we're still going to do that. So so yeah. so, Alan, I th- I think we have we have to have another uh, three person podcast at like near the end of the summer, so that you yeah. can talk about uh, your experiences, and then I can talk about my trips to Kings Dominion, Bush Gardens, and Dollywood. I think that would be awesome. I it, the only thing I would say against that. And and the only re- the reason I would I would suggest that might not be a good idea is because there's going to be a lot that I do, <laughs> like yeah. a lot, like like I already have. So so next week, so Saturday, as a matter of fact, I haven't packed at all. Um, I I still have laundry that I need to get done. I have to pack tomorrow, uh, which is going to be today in thirty minutes, and then I fly Saturday afternoon and I go to Barcelona. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm going to Port Aventura. <laughs> Ferrari land, Tibidabo, and then I fly to Stuttgart, Germany for a few days. I'm going to Legoland, Deutschland, Skyline Park, and Tripstrill. And that's just the next week. There's still Six Flags Great America, Santa's Village, Waldemere, Martin's Fancy Island, Stricker's Grove, King's Island, Cedar Point again, uh, probably Bush Gardens Williamsburg, probably King's Dominion. <coughs> Possibly Dorney, probably Kennywood, Camden Park in West Virginia, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, so maybe maybe like two weeks from now. Otherwise, the Germany, like the Europe stuff, is going to be alone, like a huge show. Yes. No, I definitely want to hear about those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's just an average summer, man. This is this is just what we do. Yeah, true. If, you don't, if, if you're not doing 40 parks a year, what are you doing? That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Alan, where can we find you online at? Uh, Gods on Safari on Twitter. There we go. Jeff, where can we find you online at? I am at Parkscope Jeff on Twitter. There we go. Also, also Port Aventura as of the time this goes up next week. <laughs> yeah. <Holla at> me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Find me at Ferrari Land. Let's go ride Red Forest, guys. Let's, let's do, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Go go, go on some intimate uh, uh, terra coasters or whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs> um, God. Yeah, you can find. I'm at Parkscope Joe. I'm probably doing stupid stuff on there. You know me, retweeting all the Simpsons stuff because today the Simpsons quote of the day was all the uh, Troy McClure quotes. So I'm like, yes, of course I'm retweeting. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You made me from such education films as Alice <laughs> Through the Windshield Glass. <laughs> um, uh, so you follow me there. You can follow all of us at Parkscope. I put up a new article about Nintendo today. Alan puts up articles about a uh, lot about uh, hidden amusements in all the fifty states. Jeff does the uh, was it thirty best attractions ever built. So yeah, so I'm currently taking a sort of delayed break on Wish Upon a Blue Sky. 
Um, yeah. Because there will be a uh, there there will be new developments at Park Scope coming this summer, which we will detail uh, in a week or two. Yeah, there we go. So we'll know more on that. Um, but also, yeah, he's he writes those. If you haven't read them, go read them. Good times. Go leave us a review on iTunes saying this is a three hour podcast. I lost my mind. I am now institutionalized. <laughs> I now need to fly out to Spain and Germany. <laughs> Germany and Japan, and I need to ride roller coasters. Can I? Can I go find some? I don't know wacky worms in the middle of South America. All of a sudden, I have this crazy feeling. Um, so yeah, still cheaper than cocaine. This that, hobby. That's that's true. Cheaper than cocaine and Disney World. So <laughs> uh, remember that. Remember that, everyone. So I'm gonna just say good night, everyone. Uh, good night. Yeah, I I need to sleep. I'm just like my bed's right behind me. I'm on my table, so I'm just gonna like get a glass of water, just like basically like roll over into my bed and just pass out until I have to get up at like 7 a.m. tomorrow. So, good night, I'm everyone. I'm, that is I'm not a, a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good night, everyone. Kungaloosh. Love everybody. Hate everything. We'll uh, see you guys later. Good night, all. Yeah. <laughs>